to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is the 2005 cover of War of the Worlds. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and pop in your DVD or blurry, press play, press pause. When the DreamWorks logo fades to black, the first frame of all black you perceive, go ahead and press pause. And in a second, when I say 3, 2, 1, unpause, I'll press play, and you press play too. We'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head. Those friends this week are myself, as always, Tate Christie, my friend Brian William Fenifter, Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. I ate too much pizza. Trey the amazing Stokes. <laughs> go to your happy place, Michael. Put your arms up, put your arms up. You're in your safe place. <laughs> and our brand new TVTropes.org correspondent, Mickey Marsala. Hello. Uh, fucking today she's British. <laughs> today she's British. Hello, she's Dick Van Dyke. Mary <laughs> Poppins. Hello. Hello. War of the Worlds uh, kind of washed over me. I saw it in theaters and I was like, wee, and I don't really care. Um, I, I know a little bit about the history, though. I was a big fan of um, Orson Welles throughout his career. Was am a big fan of Orson Welles, and I've read the um, I've read the original story uh, by H. G. Wells. No wait, H. G. Oh, Wells. Yeah. Orson Welles. Welles. The um. The ending has sucked for 70 years. Like, clean-cut textbook definition of a deus ex machina. The aliens didn't think of this, which uh, actually works surprisingly in a, in a subtle and nuanced way in this movie when you compare it to uh, Signs. But, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, no. in Signs... They, they signs could, is, the, is the bad uh, one. Fucking, they're coming they're up in their bad. ship. They bad. see the Earth. It's mostly blue. They should have gone... What's blue? What is blue? Is that water that, is blue. Is that that shit. fucking water shit? Um, this movie is well put together. It's It's... Uh, it's it's latter-day Spielberg. It's the dad is angry at the kids, Spielberg. <laughs> As opposed <laughs> yeah. to the kids being Ruining angry at his the career. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is a movie about the invasion of Dakota Fanning. Um, God, she's an alien. This, this movie in War of the Worlds, it doesn't matter much to me. I have my complaints, but most of my complaints are based on the, uh, the, the general structure, which, had they changed, everyone would have been up in arms about. So it's not Spielberg's fault that I don't love this, but it's a well-produced, you know, first-hand account of what happens when... The uh, Dakota Fanning attacks. Brian? Yeah, uh, well, Spielberg is unquestionably the master of a scene or a sequence because the story logic of this movie makes no sense, uh, especially some of the changes they made. From what the is the story logic? The aliens were, well, primarily I'm thinking of the aliens were already here or the ships were already here, and then the aliens get deposited through the lightning storm uh, after waiting millions of years for some reason, and then now they are going to... Uh, use humanity as fertilizer for their alien biome, and yet the biology of planet Earth, of which humans are a big part of, is still fatal to them for some reason. It it makes about as much sense as the story logic ultimately behind the aliens from science. But actually, there's probably, thinking about it, there's probably a really strong correlation between the two. Of like, If you actually take the movie as a whole and the story logic as one piece... It really makes no fucking sense whatsoever. But you zoom in a little bit and, and go to this sequence or that sequence and this scene. And or make that it not scene. about the invasion, but about these people trying to get away. Yeah, and and these individual scenes of like, oh, these guys are trapped in the basement, or they're on this ferry and it gets tipped over. Like the emotional reality and the 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 visual direction of these people in that situation is compelling and terrifying and just heart racing and really like nobody does it better than Spielberg and. Uh, sort of, uh, sort of uh, Shyamalan as well when he, at least he used to. So what do you say to a movie like that when you can tell that it's emotionally working and logically kind of dumb? Do you go, I like it, or I don't like it, or you'd have to go, okay, well, I liked watching it, but 
I mean, it's it's got to be one of those things. Like, if you like it at all, you just have to be able to chop out the the pieces the pieces that work and forget the rest. You can't because I mean, fridge logic is when you watch a movie and you enjoy it as you go, and then it's not until a few minutes later after the movie ends you go, oh wait a second, that doesn't make sense, and that didn't make sense. Oh, I guess it was bad anyway. It's like I think War of the Worlds is the fridge logic issues in War of the Worlds are bad enough that. You go, even while you're watching the movie, you get pulled out of it going, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Even as you're in those sequences, you go, that doesn't make any sense, and that doesn't make any sense. Well, that it's just like, makes it bad logic, not that, fridge logic. But I think it's the same principle of, it's like, the fridge logic of, like, if, you actually, if you're actually thinking through somebody's well, motivation. Fridge logic means you don't think about it at the time. But if I'm you're saying, thinking about it at the yeah. time, I But it's fridge, logic ba- it's fridge logic that is bad enough that you are thinking about it at the time. Uh, that's the, the point. <laughs> then it's, it's, logic. it's not it's fridge logic. That's, that's red that's so red that it's blue. Yeah, that's it's fridge logic is is a it has a meaning. And but it's, I, it's, well, I I think of fridge logic as a term of like when it, the the story logic doesn't make any sense when you actually think about the deeper levels of a character's motivations or the situation. Right. Well, fridge lo- well fridge logic re- refers to and and it's the logic. Sure it's the logic I, right, I understand, yeah, I understand what the, the term is. It's the but. logic version of a way Homer. Yeah. yeah, you get home and you're like, but oh. the, the, I think the difference though is that fridge logic. Any screenwriter would tell you like, oh yeah, totally, that makes no freaking sense. But in the rush of things. You're just not supposed to ask that yeah. question. We know. We don't, it's you forget the, to ask that question. It's the right. famous whoever whoever was, the, whichever is Dashiell Hammett or whatever, when they're adapted. It was either Dashiell Hammett or one of those other you know, hard-boiled detective guys. The famous, I think it's the Maltese Falcon or whichever one it was, where they're adapting it to a movie. And then they asked him, like, well, wait a minute. So who killed the chauffeur? And the author himself didn't know because I just needed somebody to die at that point. <laughs> but they were like trying to like break the story down and go, but wait, so why did that guy get killed at that point? It's like, I just needed someone to get killed. He didn't know. So that's like fridge logic. It's like, well, I'm, people are dropping like flies in this story. That's what the story is about. So What I'm saying is, you know, fridge logic, if it gets too bad, then it becomes, it goes beyond fridge logic and becomes. Then you don't need the fridge. Just then it's bad, bad logic. It just becomes yeah. bad logic. The, and, for I, me, the, and I think the, War of the Worlds crosses that line. The defining point is whether or not it takes you out of the movie as you're watching yeah, the movie. And, and I'm saying that War of the Worlds does. Okay. At least for me personally. Mike? Um, yeah. Um, I, I have to disagree in the, in the sense that I don't. I don't have an objection to the end of War of the Worlds. I don't have obje- That's why you're on my side of the I couch. I don't have an objection <laughs> to the original story and not not to using it here. I mean, you say, you know, uh, you know, the 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 human biome and blah blah blah. I'm like, we've got a history of humans coming against bacteria that <laughs> yeah. seriously fucks them up because they've never seen it you before. Know, every so, century a, a virus comes out of nowhere and kills 30% yeah, of us exactly. and we don't see it coming. So, I mean, that <clears throat> happens and, and, you know, reading the book, especially, um, I, I went back, I was like, I'm going to read the book, like yesterday. I was like, I'm going to read the book before the thing. No, but I <laughs> I read like the first couple chapters and there's a whole bit. The, the theme was about, um, it's a little anti-science, which is upsetting, or, or anti-humanist, in a sense. but it's about the arrogance of humanity and like the way we look down on on these microscopic organisms is the same way the Mar- they're Martians in the story. They're not Martians. Yeah, they're in the literally movie. from Mars in but, the original book. Um, in the original book, they're Martians. Basically, the Martians look at us the same way we look at bacteria. And then the great irony is the bacteria is what kill like we're so arrogant they're even more arrogant than us and the bacteria is what takes them down without even trying because the bacteria doesn't have brains or anything so there's a, so it's like this this whole idea of what we think power is and what we think you know a, a, a real control is 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 not you know the the reality of the situation and you know being being humbled by um by these very small microscopic things um so I have no problem with that. I think it's great. You know, the the aliens, it, it's also made clear in, in the book, certainly more than the movie, because the movie doesn't 
get a chance to like do any exposition like you guys said it's just running from the aliens um it's it's very much about the aliens kind of aren't thinking uh, the the martians are at the end of their life cycle over on mars they're they they want to come to earth because it's a younger planet their planet is dying stuff like that so they're not really thinking very clearly they're they're just kind of seeing the top superficial level and they're it's like, not like right. they had a lot of options yeah they're like all right them we can take them. The the worst ones seem to be them, and we can take them, and not considering bacteria and stuff like that. Whereas, of course, if you look and if you if you're considering science, I'm okay with that. Yeah, presumably they're made of bacteria the same way we are, so they would have yeah, figured that's, out. That's the jump is like, like that, that our bacteria can affect their biology, but you have to give right. them that pass or, or right. not. Well, my my problem with this version of it is the fact that they're using us as fertilizer or as part of their bio i can't remember if the if the i think the red plants were but i don't remember if the yeah fertilizer I, I think the was. idea of humans being the fodder i don't think yeah. comes from the book but, but no I, it, that, it, it, that it definitely does that is a strange change and also the one you pointed out where the ships are already here that's that a change makes no sense. that's a change that baffles me yeah. i don't know why yeah. that's there however i think to me it makes the ending more work better oh yeah uh, yeah because because that to me that 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 would be the answer if you want to go back and and Fill in the whole alien backstory um, as to why they as to why they planted the machines here and all that kind of stuff. I, that that itself, no, but it makes the ending plausible to me because it's like okay, for whatever reason, they haven't been here in fifty thousand years, a hundred thousand years, a million years, maybe, um, and our biology mutated since then. And they did all the tests back then, and now there are bacteria that are fatal to them that they didn't that weren't here when they planted their ships. And so they're like, "Wait, what? What is this? I'm I'm getting a little tickle in my throat. I feel bad. I just um, are you are you done? Shall I shall I carry yeah, the ball? Go on. The um, I, 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 well, I will say though, I I really like this movie. I think it's I I think it's great, and and especially for its time. Um, you know, Spielberg had been on about the terminal and Catch Me If You Can and stuff like that, and he was kind of going on off in that direction. Yeah, like, where are you going, Steve? So for me, seeing War of the Worlds, I'm like, oh shit, he can still do he, this. He can still rock it. That's that's can rock awesome. It. The one the one thing that that's like a ladder Rolling Stones tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. Is he, is Keith Richards even going to be able to get on stage? Holy, Holy shit! shit. There it is. <laughs> Not only that, but then he starts ripping it up. Yeah. The one thing the one thing that that really scars this movie for me is that he didn't. Have the sack to keep the kid dead. That yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the thing that that's breaks the, magic the movie pain for me. That, yeah. that was the one that took me out. I, um, I I'm with I'm with Dorkman on this. I I I don't know how else you end War of the Worlds because as you said, you know that that's the story of War of the Worlds. And at the time, H.G. Wells came up with something pretty startling and and amazing for you know <laughs> what, what what science fiction literature even was such a thing. Barely at the time that he wrote it. It was a you know a startling, shocking. It's just like Twilight Zone. Now you kind of go, yeah. Well, that's well, pff, that's a totally a Twilight Zone ending. That's where the term comes from. They invented that whole idea of storytelling with Twilight Zone, just as this shocking kind of. And guess what? All of our technology was useless, and it was actually bacteria that that saved our lives, and and so on. Um, that's that was amazing, radical, fresh concept. That's why the the story became so indelible. And how do you do War of the Worlds without that ending? Right. Because that is War of the Worlds. That is the whole idea of War of the Worlds. So if you you know if you don't like that ending, well, okay, you know that's fair. You don't have to like it. Yeah, that's one of the worlds that we're talking yes, about. Yes, exactly. You see, that's kind of there's a whole thing happening. Um, because yeah, can you imagine the outcry as you said if if someone did War of the Worlds and that wasn't the ending? No. Uh, it turns out that we ended up uh, we we found a nuclear isotope and we turned it into an ion cannon and that was able to. And, it's, and uh, honestly, the, this movie is shocking in the sense it's a big Hollywood movie and the you know the heroes are helpless. The yeah. point of it is well that in the, the in the helpless. end this is not, this is really it's Dawn of the Dead is all right. this movie yes. is it's. Yeah. it's 
is there is a threat that is implacable. You cannot fight it. You can only try and get away from it, and you probably aren't going to. You can try to yeah. outlast it, but you yeah. don't know how long it's going to exactly. last. We got a movie ahead of us, guys. And, and in the yeah. end, and in the end, you just have to, you know, when the dawn breaks, you either lived or you died. And again, I I would have loved the movie. I loved the movie. I enjoyed it right up to the end, but. Man, what a cop out that the kid didn't yeah. make it. Because if the if the kid had just like, okay, dude, that's your choice. You follow your path, and Tom Cruise gets the daughter back safe, and that was the ending. I think I would put this way up on my list of great Spielberg movies. I agree. So you're at the point where the wow. DreamWorks logo faded to black. Remember that? Go ahead and push <laughs> your finger on the button. Three, two, one. Unpause. I don't know what we're going to talk about now. But yeah, I, 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 I said. It. I'm actually rather surprised that both of you guys are. As uh, strongly a, in the program for this movie as it's you are, so dark, and I, yeah. I'm surprised. I, that, I, I I'm surprised agree. that Spielberg could could still make a movie this dark. Yeah. And it's just at the end, it's like, oh, but he was kidding the whole time. Yeah, he actually, and I agree. And he I think, actually and wasn't wait, wait, going there. What is dark about it? That it's, it's an alien invasion. Oh God, no, no, no. Of, Tom Cruise murders a dude just for being creepy. <laughs> right. Okay. He murders the guy from Howard the Duck. Yeah. He murders uh, the guy from Shawshank. <laughs> was yeah. Tim Robinson Howard the Duck? Yes, he was. He was the lead in Howard. Yeah, he was the lead in Howard the Duck. No, he's not the lead, but he's like he's the, the lead. Well, he's not the duck, but he's the lead. He's the guy. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's not he the duck Leah... or nor Leah Thompson. And those are well, the two Leah movies. Thompson is is the chick. She's not the lead. Um, that's sexist, Trey. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Leah Thompson is not the one in the ultralight with a duck. That ah. that guy is the lead. Whoever that guy was, and that guy was played by Tim Robbins. Leah, so you're saying you're Leah Thompson is tied program. to a stick at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, no, I'm surprised that you guys character. are in the pro because I I agree. I think the largest failing of this movie is the is the storytelling failure of the kid being alive at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's like that's that's like one shot. This would have been a ninety yeah. percent better movie. Literally one shot. You could have digitally made this movie awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised you guys aren't as uh, firmly against the ships already being here as, as I don't I, have a problem I, with that. I, I really. was I'm a little baffled by it. But Brian, I'm like, what is fine. your problem with that? It, well, first of all, it's an arbitrary change from the original material. It's just, and it, it's literally, it's, and but it doesn't, it's, it doesn't hurt anything, and it's kind of interesting to go, wow, that's it's, weird. It's a little hard to believe that that we never found that digging up sewers and, and whatnot yeah. right, as, we, right. as we went. But well, it's it's, uh, and I'm I'm pretty sure there's a interview with Spielberg somewhere at some point. But it's it. He basically says, yeah, I mean, all inv- alien invasion movies like Independence Day and everything, they always come from outer space. So I just I wanted to do something different. So mm-hmm. I thought I'd have them come from the I ground. Guess you hadn't seen the Abyss. What? Yeah. <laughs> Who did? Uh, uh, Jim Cameron. That was about it. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, okay, I, I just wanting to do something different. I, I can sympathize with that. But if you are going to change something, you have to justify why that has changed. Right. And my my issue with this is the fact that that change is not justified in any way, shape, or form. Well, but change from what? I mean, it's the original movie they literally from the aliens coming from the outer sky, outer space. Yeah, well, but the they original, are coming from outer space. In the original, if don't the original we send? Book, don't but, we send think probes ahead of us to to establish but, base camp and okay, then we send the right guys? Here. Try try to explain to me the plan the, of the aliens in this movie. In the book, they were right actually they're actually like I think they planted a flag and said it's going to be ours in a couple million years, but it's yeah, not ready. They're yet. actually literally shot out of like a giant gun. Yeah, exactly. And they're, yeah. they're like cannon shells coming yeah. in. It's like that, Which, that needed updating. As far as science fiction went in the 1890s, that's right. fine. See, I, but our advance, our understanding of science right. and rockets is a little more. Well, but see, we're I think we're actually along. we're going to have the same conversation. We I love the you know this is this is definitely Spielberg. It's like see he's in a giant machine. See the analogy. He's in a giant machine looking down. Cool, get it. Um, the only thing that was great is he doesn't commandeer a war machine at the end. I was so afraid yeah. that's what he was going to set up for us. But yeah. thank God he didn't you, do that. Because that's like the Hollywood ending. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can totally drive one of these Unix. I know this. He does um, the Chewy. He takes over an ATS too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, the um, but here's my thing, and we had this actually we had this conversation. We did ET a little a few months ago. Um, is 
I think when it comes to alien minds, they're fucking aliens. Yeah. And I'm okay with the idea. I mean, it's like literally it's like, well, the argument that I think is a false logic is an advanced technology wouldn't even be hostile. They would be evolved and they would be sweet and sentient and there would be rainbows and unicorns. Um, and I said, ask the lower species that deal with us on a daily basis what technology makes civil – how you how civilized people with technology are. And – you know, ask the cows, like, oh, surely they wouldn't hurt us. Look at all the technology they have. Surely they've evolved past. What's the hammer for, dude? Um, <laughs> and we'll take a step beyond that. Ask the cows what we're doing. Have the cows paraphrase, why do you think they're doing that? See that dude, what he's doing? Why is he doing it? I have no fucking idea because I'm a goddamn cow. I can't relate to him. I have no idea. What do you think dogs think we do all day? Do you think dogs are, you know, dogs must be wondering why we're so fascinated by I'm not by clear on what they do all day. Exactly. <laughs> and you can't be. You can't it's a dog thing. You don't understand it. So when you go, why do the aliens do that? Because they're fucking aliens. You know, and maybe they'll explain it to us one day. But it's like it's not impossible. It's not improbable. It's a thing that they did that isn't germane to the story why they did it because it's, not it's sensible. Because but this but it's not us. sensible to us. Yeah, yeah. But there are many things that, you know, everybody on this couch has done stuff that I don't think is sensible. <laughs> <laughs> but but you probably had reasons for it. Uh, and because in the end this movie is not about why the technology of the aliens is done the way it is. It's about fuck run, here they fucking come. So it's just an interesting way that doesn't damage the story, doesn't change the what War of the Worlds is about. I think it's just a thing. I it's a thing that there thing. is inex- uh, unexplained. The main thing it's different, but I don't think it fundamentally breaks the I don't story think it, it doesn't it doesn't damage it's weird, War of the Worlds. It's weird and a little baffling, but it's like eh, it doesn't but that's, change. To me the, that's the good idea. It's like it on, on the general the idea I can come down on either way. Because yeah, it's it, it's like it is baffling. It's like you can't relate yeah. to these things. It doesn't whatever change the they situation. Do. They are shooting us. Run. Yeah, whatever yeah. they do, you don't understand them, and that's and not that's, really going to be an option. And that's fine. As aliens, as an unrelatable force, is fine. From a storytelling point, and you're going to set up your your foe, your antagonists. That's fine. I guess my issue then, from the storytelling standpoint, is the fact that they do spend quite a bit of time <coughs> trying to explain the alien rationale to us and showing us what their their rationale is to us. It's like. They, when do they do that? They they have a conversation in the car about oh they must have, and the the conversation with the news crew later and then when we see them actually using humans as fertilizer. I don't think in any of that there's a discussion of why they're doing it. It's it, only a discussion of what they're doing. It seems it well there's I, I think they theorize and, and they're theorizing the, but bold, you know, yeah they're cows going I think that they're yeah the, but it's the, a religion the theorizing. But why are you spending screen time doing that? If you I guess if you're just. If you're using aliens as a force of nature analogy, like these aliens are a hurricane or a tsunami, it would be a better example, I guess. These aliens are a tsunami, run, fucking run. Then screen time wise, precious, precious screen time that a filmmaker has, you don't need to spend time. I think I think you do for people like you and most audiences who are like, well, why don't you reason with them? Why don't you try and relate to them? It's like it's these are little moments to go. You don't get them because they're not like us. You don't know why they're doing what they do. (laughs) And there's no like, so, dude, you want money? Is that what it is? Because you can have I got 50 bucks. You can walk away. Listen, we did try that. And it (laughs) ate Bob's face. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I guess I guess I just think Independence Day handles it better where they do do that. They do. They do. They do it. The helicopters the and they do it with Bill Pullman. I mean, both of those instances. In well, they literally have the alien come and explain it to you by using Oaken as a puppet. Exactly, right. so. which, is, which is kind of. But, you they, know, but it's it's just it's, it's storytelling done, for it, eight year olds. Right. It's, done, it's done in a it's done in a simpler way where each time the humans try to relate or ask that question of the aliens, they go, "No, you you die now." Mm-hmm. 
No, well, die. That, but that is how the movie starts. It's like, you know, the big war machine comes up and powers up and goes, and let the killing begin. You know, <laughs> it's like, and, and, the, and the humans, you know, the humans react like humans would. I mean, how much, how much footage did we see of the World Trade Center from the plaza looking up? Like, dude, that building is on fire and you should run. Yeah. Because we're just not wired that way. We're just like, this is awesome. Look yeah. at that thing. I'm just going to stand there and look at it. I wonder what this is going to happen yeah. next. I'm not going to die or anything because I'm the star of my own movie, and uh, this is going <laughs> to be great footage for dies. the internet. Yeah, this I've, is- I've actually heard that there are people who are object to this uh, in a, on a, I think, a completely invalid reason. They're like, you know what? You know, we follow this guy, and there's all this carnage going around, but of course Tom Cruise gets through it. I'm like, no, that's not how this is working. Right. We're following the guy who <laughs> happened to survive that yeah, shit. Yeah, right, exactly. So we're following his story. Because and they, he and was they, the one that made yeah, it. Exactly. They cast Tom Cruise to play, that, that, guy. To play that guy, <laughs> but that guy is not Tom Cruise. Right. Yeah. If Tom Cruise were there, he had as much odds of getting blown up as <laughs> yeah, anyone right. else. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I hear what you're saying, Brian, but I'm just going to say none of that bothers me because I love the, I like, I like the idea of you can't understand them. There is no explanation. Nothing they do is like, it's not like they like parked their, their war machines and then hopped out and they had can-can outfits on and went, la, la, la. I don't understand why they're doing that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, they buried their ships underground. Yeah. And whatever, just, it, it worked, you know, we all died. So clearly yeah. they were onto something. Um, it's, uh, the movie isn't about understanding the aliens it or just, explaining it, the aliens. It raises them. a lot of unnecessary questions that I personally in, in find distracting. In someone like you, it does. And in me, I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. And that's just how it is. Well, I uh, hope you don't make movies for a living, sir. Yeah. No, no, actually, I do. I'm the guy who made Ark. Remember the one that's right. nothing but unanswered questions that people find fascinating. Right. Uh, so, um, hey, Tom Cruise is in this movie. So- I, I love, by the way, I love how the visual, like, it's it's such an obvious, I'm being sarcastic when I say I love it, but the fact that... The, the, <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. The, the, the gulf between the father and son is epitomized by one wears a Yankees cap and one wears a Red Sox cap. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That is, that is the movie shorthand for you right there. Um, but this is another case where the the movie is going God, the white diffusion on yeah, this. Thing, yeah, man. it's going places the, where yeah, the, the color correction, like the the diting on this, is like eh, at the, some points you're like turn it down. Yeah, the, the down color correction quite is quite grainy. It, it's at not times. as ex, it's yeah, it's, it's not as extreme as uh, yeah. it's not as extreme as Minority Report, but you can tell it's the same DP. Yeah, yeah, it's got that uh, you know Serenity flashback look to it, yeah. which is fine. You know, like I said, I'm 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 also fine with with grainy and grungy. I'm the I'm the, li- I, I'm the little Stephen of, uh, I mean, of, I, this, I, of this E Street band. On its own, I guess I, you know, I, I kind of like the look of it. It's stylized, but I like the look of it. But I feel like you know, 20 years from now, that'll be the trademark of like, oh, early to mid-2000s. Right. Yeah. That's, I also think the, the contrast on this TV is, is off because E.T. looked exactly like this. <laughs> E.T. also, the highlights were blown out. So, um, so we, it, Tom Cruise playing a, a guy who, I mean, this scene kind of sets it up. This is the, you could have saved a cat and didn't scene. Right. I do, I do like, I mean, they really, they make, they work at making Tom Cruise an unlikable parent. You <laughs> yeah. go, this guy really is a shitty. He's not good. He's not good at like it. It's not like a movie shitty parents. Well, yeah. Where he's like, he's, oh, I missed the dance. I missed the recital. Exactly. No, it's way no, deeper he, than that. He, he <laughs> literally doesn't care and is a yeah. shitty, shitty parent. I don't think he doesn't care. It's just that he just doesn't have the skills. I, that's what I get from yeah, him. He doesn't know how. He just doesn't know how to do it. And he didn't sign up for this. He's minimized by when he's trying to deal with Dakota Fanning yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. He has no clue how Shut up! Wait. I'm sorry. He doesn't know how she works. You're in your space. Shut the fuck up! Up. He it, doesn't understand how difficult a fanning works. He can't get down on her level and say, I understand your concern, I empathize, but he starts with shut up. It's a kind of, shut the fuck it's up. It's the kind of thing where he he wanted to, I think he wanted to be a good father, and he wants to be a good father, but he tried 
early on, and he yeah. just couldn't figure it out. And now he's so frustrated about. Well, you he, know, it's it's. He, he's, he's got a broken spine, yeah, as we as we say in screen like screenwriting parlance. Your character has to have a spine. That one thing they want more than anything else. Here, his spine is to be a good dad, but he's already tried that and failed. So right. now we start the movie with a broken spine. Right. And we're going to mend that spine as the movie goes on. Also, this movie, I think, criminal underuse of Miranda Otto. Because, you know, she just shows up. The she, she's already been in the movie. I don't think she's coming back till the very nope. end of the movie. Nope. And, uh, you know, she's, she should be in the movie more. Because she's Miranda Otto and I like her in movies. And Dakota Aren't they Fanning, supposed to, aren't they way, supposed to be made for great. me movies? Dakota Fanning, I don't, know if, I don't know if I like Dakota Fanning or not yet. I haven't figured that out. I don't know if I think she's fascinating or if she creeps me the fuck out. I don't like her. She's in league with the aliens. There's a level of precociousness that goes beyond adorable. Yeah, it's like she's actually a grandmother. Now, you know, but that's the like, thing, though. That's the thing. I didn't feel that way about Haley Joel Osment in Sixth Sense. I was just like, shit, yeah, that's creepy. I was, was going to say the same thing. It's so like, I think we're just being sexist. No, she has this, at least at this age. I mean, now she's an adult, I would guess, at this point. She's but, 16, 17 now? Yeah. Uh, she, in, at least in this movie, she has this like preternatural maturity that Haley Joel, the same thing that Haley Joel Osment has. Yeah. But Haley Joel Osment has more of a humanity to it, or at least, I almost feel like Haley Joel Osment seems more vulnerable than she does. It almost feels like she's in some kind of uncanny valley of human <laughs> yeah, behavior. Yeah, that's not a real person. Right, it's like she's almost... It's Helen Mirren in a little girl's body. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I mean, she's like ninety percent of the way towards being an acceptable I, I human guess, being. Well, I get more what it is is like, but that, um, uh, but you that get last ten percent, you, you get the impression like almost like he was saying it's like it's it's like an older person being like this is how children act, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I almost feel like I almost feel like it's an alien's like ninety percent like this is how human beings act, right? Yes, but, that, right. but that last ten percent is shifty eyes. That's going, the huh? That's, huh? that's that's the shock twist new ending of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she was an alien all along. Watching this last night, it was like there there are close up shots of her eyes just doing things. I'm like she's yeah. in league with the aliens. Yeah, she's totally been taken over by. Them. Um, actually, her sister um L. Uh, El Fanning. Fanning is in Super 8 and does a great job. Um, you haven't seen it yet, but she's amazing. Um, and and not and doesn't of course she's older too. I mean, Al Fanning's like, like 13 when they made that movie. Um, I think she is the younger sister of, of Dakota Fanning, but she was 13 by the time she did Super 8. Um, she's really good and and not the not the creepy. Doesn't have the creepy thing going on. <laughs> you know, seems much more real, but does a really great performance. They are Spielberging. Yeah. They're totally Spielberging. Yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of Spielberging happening in this film. People yeah. who uh, there, there are people who worked with Dakota Fanning when she was young who basically said that they were like it was really weird to hang out with her. It was creepy because she's like a six year old, but she's totally she asked me about my tax right off. Yeah, she's totally talking <laughs> to me like a grown up. It was she really gave me weird. investment advice. <laughs> yeah. like, like, no, she was seriously like. There's a company you've never heard of. You should invest yeah. in now. Yeah, that's right. And then she disappeared. They're going to break big really soon. He's like, there are kids you try not to patronize. I felt like she was trying yeah. not to patronize me. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. she was talking down. Yeah. Talking down. Well, the, uh, oh, so tell Amy, me about your divorce. Yeah. Yes. No, well, no, that sounds interesting. And how did that make you feel? Uh, well, Amy Poehler. <laughs> so used Dakota, to, you're nine. Amy Back Poehler. Off. When Amy Poehler was still on SNL, she used to do a uh, the Dakota Fanning talk show, which was a great recurring bit where you know Dakota Fanning has a talk show at the age of nine, and, and other young guests would come on. And just not be able to relate. Do you find that Sartre was uh, a little overrated in his later work? You know, like and the, you know the other kid would be like Miley now, Cyrus okay. or whatever, going what? Now let's compare uh, Vladimir and Hestragon to yeah. stop. It's, it's very funny. And so that the kid would like try to relate to her like a kid. Like, do you play Xbox? No, I'm not familiar with that. Anyway, and, <laughs> just, it was a great. Now bit. this is. I don't know if this is going to come across because it was so it was so pants weddingly funny when I saw it. I think it was like the very first season of Tosh Point oh. 
where he did a thing. It might have been something else. It might have been uh, well, the no, soup. No, I know you're lying. It might have been the soup. <laughs> uh, I think it was the soup. I think it was Joel McHale. Um, okay, where they, they got footage of Dakota Fanning laughing, and there was a, some oh, fo- so some bit where she laughs and she opens her eyes real wide, and they sl- and they said, and you know what's weird? And they played it back real slow, and they overlaid oh, no. ADR. So it's this really slow laugh, laugh, open eyes, looking at camera, laugh, and the audio was. Make it better for Dakota. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God. It was so hysterically funny. Yeah, she is kind of like the hypnotoad. She really is. <laughs> it was like you play her slow and you see what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. You can see the messages she's actually sending us. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of Dakota Fanning, she's in here now. I, I was thinking that Chloe was laughing at us, but she's looking at that internet that the kids like. That was Dakota. Yeah. So... Oh yeah. Uh, it, part of part of it is also that she has this kind of meta awareness about the movie, you know, where Tom Cruise kind of has this in the moments of like, look, lightning, isn't this cool and fun? And she goes, no, no, this is not fun. But then you contrast. And you feel that. like the, her next line is like, the aliens are about to come. Yeah. You contrast yeah. that what we've just been talking about with this panicky childlike behavior that seems inexplicable for someone with her brain. She, yeah. she does not yeah, have an yeah, adult. Yeah. She does not have an adult brain, but she panics in a way that a four-year-old would not a really smart 11-year-old would i don't know she, i think that's the, i buy that yeah fine. at the same time she's emotionally you know, she is a, she is a kid yeah mm. she's emotionally exactly she's had to she's had to grow up really quickly intellectually because her brother's a spaz and her mom can't get her shit together and her dad is <laughs> her hopeless. dad is a way is, a, so is hopeless she, so she's got to raise herself basically but uh, there's a certain point where she's like all right I'm at the breaking point. Yeah. You need to be the bad now. You really <laughs> yeah. be the dad. Someone, I'm out. I'm out of ideas. Someone else be the grown up because I, yeah. I I'm out of I'm out of because I only had five minutes of grown up in me. and yeah. I've yeah. used it now. This is I also would straight up believe it. I would straight up believe it if Tom Cruise played Dakota Fanning's son in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think emotionally that would work just fine. Now again, I, I, we've said this in other commentaries. I don't know if we've actually have we done a movie with Tom Cruise in it ever. Is this oh, our first Tom Cruise, Cruise movie? And and a good one to choose uh, because as opposed to his you know iconic Top Gun and Days of Thunder and movie both two movies I have never seen and have no interest in. You've um, never seen Top Gun? No. Who gives a fuck about that shit? But there's that's some Top Gun is awesome. 80s Bruckheimer crap. Are you kidding me? That Bruckheimer guy. When is he gonna go away? For God's sake! Um, why can't he die like his partner? So the uh, how's your aeronautics degree feeling now? <laughs> bitch? Top, Top Gun is great. Shut up, all of you. I, I'm sure. I'm sure if. We, can we cut? Can we just cut it down to all the flying sequences, and I, then I might watch it. Anyway, uh, Tom Cruise. With volleyball. Despite the movies he's been in, Tom, my point is that we've all said this. I think we all agree that Tom Cruise is a hell of an actor, and we yeah. know way too much about his personal life, and we wish we didn't. But as an actor, when you're just like, get on screen, Tom, and Tom do Cruise, what you do. There's a he's I, good. I've mentioned it before. I read this celebrity blog called uh, wwtdd.com. Not getting paid by them. What would Tyler Durden do.com? And his, I, I agree with what what the, the guy that runs that site says, which is that. Tom Cruise is fucking nuts, but he's a professional. He he shows up <laughs> yeah. and he commits and he does his job and he's helpful. And that's all I'm all I'm paying to care about. Doesn't matter what he was up to last night when he shows up in the morning, he's there to work and uh, and he does a great job. And what what I'm getting at is for a major star um, and this is a William Goldman thing. Is uh, you know he mentions that stars, I mean, how many times has Harrison Ford made the same movie? You know, a man tries to protect his family. There's about nine of those. I think he said, get off my plane in Raiders. I'm exactly. Say that. J- Jennifer Aniston makes the same movie every six months, and we're letting her get away with this shit for years now. Will Smith did that throughout the 90s. Exactly. And Tom Cruise is, like, you know, willing to step out of that, I'm an action star hero, I play the good guy, and play this deeply flawed dude, you know, and just put it out there and, and not redeem himself you know, the most redeeming thing he does is 
kind of take care of his kids and kill a guy <laughs> with his bare hand. And, and right before this was Spielberg, I mean, I'm sure there's an aspect, even for Tom Cruise, being like, who's on the phone? Yeah, tell him yes. I don't even yeah. care. I'll, am I, I'll get the coffee for that you know, movie. He's a pretty you're... flawed guy in Minority Report, too, for that That's matter. what I was going to say. Yeah. He, he you know, Minority Report was just before this, and, and he's a badly flawed character. I, I, I'm one, not too. as fond of Minority Report as I am of this movie. I think Minority Report is less successful than this movie. because My Minority well, Report is Minority more Report, broken logic Minority Report is much is. more complex of a story. Yeah. That's and, just because everything yeah. And ultimately, Report, it can't justify all the things it's trying to justify. Yeah. Right. Everything the, the Minority Report came from surrogates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, Clearly. it's kind of tired. Yeah. Minority Report kind of collapses under its own weight, although it has some sections to it that are, well, as always, yeah. are genius. I think Minority Report, because Minority Report was a short story by Philip K. Dick, and then it's uh, Minority Report is a feature film, obviously, and I think it's very clear you can tell where the short story ends and the feature film <laughs> they, keeps they start, going. They're winging it from then on. Yeah, exactly. But in this movie, again, it's a very simple story, which helps. You know, it's like here come the aliens, they run. You know, run. Then there's more, so run again. So keep running. Yeah, um, and interplay with the family drama, and you know, he he plays this guy who the only thing you can point to that he really does is by sort of sheer gumption and some good luck he doesn't get them killed you know he gets them through this experience you know and not because he's particularly like, special or good know, at anything you know what he's like he's like the the woman in uh the mist yes who yeah. leaves like, the super like, end, by, any, yeah. by all means she should have died instantly but yeah. by pure dumb luck whatever her story yeah, yeah. was she survived and probably happened the movie wants to wants to wants you to think in the mist that she had actually pretty easy time of it probably right it's yeah. like yeah, yeah i waited at home and then the, the guard came and he, well, how was your day? Yeah, this is this is for for people who know the story. This little moment, uh, the, the buried underground thing, I guess, gi- gives an opportunity for a fun reversal, I guess, because in in you know the book, it's these giant cannon slugs that have been shot in from space. So there's these giant craters and stuff like that. In this, it's actually a really tiny crater that everyone's huddled around. They're like, "Hey, what's going mm-hmm. on?" Blah, blah blah. And then this happens, and it turns into the, a city block, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. we misunderstood." Now, whenever, now, no matter how you feel about the justification for how this happened or anything, and you're free to have your quibbles, but come on, can we all agree that now that this sequence is happening, however we got here, holy fuck. The Sp- actual execution Spielberg is owns the movie yes. at this point. The execution is amazing. This is, you know, this is what you come to a Spielberg movie for. And let's let's point out also that the the uh, turnaround time on this was insane. It was yeah. only like yeah. three or four months for the entirety of post-production. It was less than a year start to finish this yeah. movie. And they, they actually shot the major action sequences first in order to give the... To give Island as much time And, and without, in terms of, like, I know uh, the story goes that as far as like the interstate collapse, that amazing shot of the car pulling away and the interstate yeah. is being torn to shreds by him was was not even planned. It was just sort of an improv. Literally, the the effects guy goes, "Well, just shoot what you want and give us millions of dollars, and we'll make <laughs> that into something for you." Which it was really at, that was the point where I lost interest in working professionally in visual effects because there was there literally was there is no challenge left in visual effects. Nothing is hard anymore. It's just get the money. It's just time, artists, and revisions. Exactly. How much money do you have? If you, you can literally do any of it now, and there's no, there's no like, how the hell are we going to do this? It's, it's, it's a factory it's like, job. How, how, many, how many hours of rotoscoping can you pay for, yeah. and how yeah. many servers do you and have? How, and how much is that plug-in that does exactly what we need to yeah. be, get done? Right. There's a lot of... Uh, uh, one of the things that they did, like this bit here, a lot of model work. That's a miniature with you know, green screen guys uh, uh, yeah. put in front and, of it. But and fantastically done. Here. Yeah. Oh, it goes back to that that principle of shoot practically as much as you yeah. possibly can, and only do digitally what you absolutely can't do any other way. But I, you know, like like you were talking about, you know, the human animal here. They're like, "Where's it stop spinning? All right, we'll stand right there." <laughs> yeah, I mean, because 
it's like again, it's I I I don't know if any of you had an experience of being you know in any kind of situation where you go, this might be life threatening. There is that yep. I I can absolutely guarantee you that I I've had I the have. you know I've had that moment where you just kind of stand there like yeah, but nothing's going to actually happen to me. No, I ran. I was like, guys, have fun. Good for Peace you. Peace out. I've had that. I've reached that point. Usually, I reach that point. There's a point where a party will cross that line, and I go, I think I'm going to go home yeah. because <laughs> the cops will be coming to this party. It's headed that way. Uh, but uh, yeah, public- that wasn't my example, but that's happened to me too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and so this is this is some good stuff. I, I think about the Roto guys especially. There's a scene where the damn thing's behind a tree later, where There's I'm like, oh, you Roto guys, where it's like, oh man, Roto, you poor man. Roto bastards. They should make a memorial. You know what I do? I paint out the tree and I make a fake tree and lay yeah. it on top. Yeah. They should make Fuck a monument you. in D.C. for all the rotoscope artists. They really there should. The there should be a big wall. And it should be in the shape of a Bezier curve. Just <laughs> thing with two little outpointing. Are you going to go to the marble spline? Yeah, I'm going to go to the marble spline later. But uh, I want to go alone. <laughs> so this is, uh, this is some beautiful stuff. Yeah, here we go. You know, and, and again, we're missing you know, the, the really nice sound design on this. I'm really yeah. impressed, by, especially by the sound design. I did a short film called Movers. Um, that I, I wasn't thinking of War of the Worlds when I did it, but the ships have a horn that has the exact same effect mm. as these do, which is just... It's sort of reverby. I feel like I pointed that out to you at the time. Maybe I did You pointed it out to me at the time, but it was after I'd made the sound. Right. I had sat with my, with my keyboard and played with reverb patches, and just it's like, you know, this sounds like a really massive horn. And then, was it Ben Berth that did this movie? Whoever it was... Corroborated a, me. There it Brian's is. like, it sounds yeah, like War of the tree. Worlds. Yeah. Tree and like, smoke. And power lines and smoke and you know, and, and who knows how much augmentation. Yeah, I do that shot digitally. Yeah. I say, oh, I got you. All right, we're going to figure yeah. this And shit. often you do. I mean, that might be the case. But uh, yeah, good stuff. But at least this is smart. They're like, let's get the yeah, fuck this, out of this here. This is where you're going to go. Yeah, well, this, well we should yeah. give it some room. Yeah. We should back away a little bit. I, All right. It could fall down. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyone want to talk about Doug Chang? And his whole thing about threes. Doug Chang, motherfucker, owes me ten bucks. <laughs> Who's Doug Chang? That's what I use. The VF- C-H-I-A-N-G. Effect supervisor. Effect supervisor on this. Oh, nice guy. Or is he, is he, was he concept, concept artist? artist or he's, he's a big concept artist. He also designed a lot of the shit in the prequels uh, and ah. other stuff, too. He's okay. pretty cool. I, I, he's a cool guy. I actually, he seems, he seems, I actually he's emailed very him talented. once. What? For, like some, for a friend of mine wanted to get into it, and I emailed him for some advice. I'm like, he's never going to fucking respond. But he did. I don't remember what he said, but he wrote me back. Huh. So he's actually he said, a pretty cool guy. I hate cool the guy. Jews. And I got, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Wait, are you one of them gays? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't having that, but otherwise. No, but he was one of the... Either the leading or one of the leading concept artists for this movie and was involved in the, the creation of all of these things. And I, the idea of tripods is singular. I can't think of another movie that that deals with big, tall, standing things with three legs, which gives it sort of an interesting aesthetic cadence. It's it's a different. Reflection play. Here. You, get, you yeah. get a lot to uh, you get a lot to play with in terms of physicality. With a, with a, you can make it seem very alien very easily when you have a walking tripod, and then the aliens themselves are you know. It's a fractal. It's a, it's a microcosm of the big walking tripod. By the way, cool. the video camera should not be working. Yeah. But I saw, I saw why a... Why not? Uh, because it fell on the ground? No, because of the EMP uh, knocked out yeah. all the electronics. Speaking of that... I saw a YouTube video, by the way, of this sequence set to the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> it was, yep, it was actually way more horrifying that way, <laughs> honestly. I was I was like really upset and disturbed by it, and it, like more than I am just watching it here. That's you know it. the fact that anybody had the balls to make a sequence like this yeah. after nine yeah. eleven. Yeah. I mean, okay, say yeah, you didn't have the balls to keep the kid dead. Fine, that, that's a fair enough point. This is still clearly a nine eleven. This is, this is yeah. absolutely a nine eleven parable. Not that long after nine yeah. eleven, it's 
I, I remember having an emotional, like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm watching this again kind of a feeling watching yeah. this movie. And so it's that... Like you're reliving 9-11? Well, I mean... To an extent, to I an mean, extent, you I know, mean, it's because on 9/11, from clouds of dust. Right, and, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't going through that. I was st- watching other people go through yeah. that. But so then, to watch other people go through a similar kind of situation induces a similar type yeah, of emotional and, reaction. And like you say, so soon after, it's yeah. you're right. I think he deserves credit for being like, I'm gonna make it, and it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's the situation uh, would be like 9/11. So yeah, that's what that's what it's gonna, what gonna look, look like, like. 9/11. And so, a lot of a lot of people were shying away from that. They're like, we better not. Yeah. I mean, even even well after that, you know, Watchmen and stuff, they were kind of right. like, mm, we better not oh. get too close to nine eleven here. So, so in regard to the tripods, there's a trope called humongous mecca, <laughs> uh, as in the uh, tripods are based off of the aliens' anatomy, their structure. Whereas if we were to build some sort of humongous mecha, they would be humanoid in structure. Mm-hmm. Which which comes up a lot, you know, it's a big anime thing, obviously. It's, uh, you know, mechas and Power Ranger kind of things. But in real life, we never actually built one of those. Yeah, we did. Someone did. Who? Uh, some dude in Japan built a life-sized uh, yeah, but it's, Robotech or whatever it the was. The army's never actually going to put those into Oh, no, no, no. Because so, no, well, because, why? What because, are we going to punch? Because walking, yeah. walk, because walking is so is so easy to, is so hard to do, whereas wheels, you don't tip over. So, right. You know, it's not a practical thing. But uh, one of the things that, uh, as a, as an animation person, I'm like, oh, you know, that's <laughs> the first meeting. You go, really tripods? Because we have to figure out, you know, how do how does how do you work? How do you walk with three legs? Yeah. You know, it's not like you. Go, well, look at that thing in nature that walks with three oh, yeah. legs. It's they totally, said, they, they did it's, a bunch of animation tests on it. Yeah, it's, like, it's in the making of. Steven, yeah. we don't know what you want, so we just did like five different walk cycles. Yeah. Pick one. Yeah, yeah. I I will say again, and it was uh, it was if you think of um. If you think of your being your head as the head of the tripod, you have two. You have a left and a right one, and one behind you. And we'll go left is one, back is two, and right is three. It would go one, two, three, two, one. Two. Yeah. So it was like step, back leg, step, back leg, step. And, and that's sort how of, the aliens. It was basically an. It was basically a normal walk cycle, and they would just interrupt every step with a middle. But leg. the uh, I, I will say it's really well um, well played and subtle. The weight works for me when he when he goes into the bathroom and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm covered in people dust." Yeah, yeah. that's a, and just yeah. has this panic moment again. A, a, a wonderfully dark thing. You yeah, go you know, in in a way that for years when you thought of a Spielberg movie, you thought of oh, it's all happy and nice and sweet and you know and, and you know and it's like now this like he's literally covered with the dust of you know cremated neighbors and and he's about to you know he's gonna steal a car now i mean this is like it's like steve were you were you working out some issues all of a sudden what's the what happened there buddy you know you feeling all right you okay do you guys remember the story of how he came to war of the worlds and ended up making it real quick i mean it was such a thing where it's like steven spielberg just did munich and he's doing war of the worlds it's over it's um, out it, what the, the hell the reason it came so fast is because he wanted tom cruise for it but they they were both attached to other projects and that they and they had like a week the, those other projects happened to get stalled kind of around the same time so it's like oh we have free time world of the worlds go now and that's kind of how we're the, that's but, that's but, only why it came under such an accelerated it, schedule in terms of it yeah the accelerated schedule in terms of spielberg on world of the worlds i actually i didn't question it because i'm like if i'm steven spielberg i'm gonna look at every classic iconic property i can find and be like i'm gonna do my version of that i'm gonna do that <laughs> i'm gonna do that you know I, it's if, like marilyn manson going through new wave songs yeah i'm gonna cover that one well, it's just I'm like it's just one. like it's just like when he did the flintstones i'm like i get it if Steven I was Spielberg, Spielberg the Flintstones? he produced Produce it. Spiel. But Produce I, it. if I were, I'm like, if I were Steven Spielberg, I'd be like, yep, I want my name on the Flintstones movie. I want my name <laughs> on every damn movie. I'm pretty sure that's why he did Transformers too. If yeah. I were him, I probably would have done the same. Be like Transformers movie. Fuck yes, I'm putting my name on it. 
Ah, stop, freaky lady. Yeah. <laughs> God, that chick is quiet. Big I'm wide telling angle you, she's in a league. Yeah. Big wide angle close up. Here we go. This is all Here an we act. Go. Yeah, so this, they just shot the, the car and they were like, oh, there's a big old, just pan up, pan up. It'll be awesome. Why? Her. Just do it. You know, sadly enough, I was watching the making of E.T. the other day in preparation for the other show we did today, and Spielberg said, and it's a, it's a period shot of him working with Williams at the time to compose the music for uh, for E.T., and he and Spielberg says, pan up. And I was like, oh. Aww. And then I'm like, okay, well, he never went to film school, so they never would have taught him, you know, just like, you know, he probably calls that thing in a, in a light that lights up a bulb. You pan left, you pan right, you tilt up, you yeah. tilt down, and Sorry. you truck forward and truck back. That's but, right. Um, and it's called a lamp. And that thing, in a, and the thing in, a, in a lamp that lights up is called a lamp and not a bulb. I didn't go to film school either. So. Yeah. Um, but Yes, but you, you actually furthered yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, a lot of that, again, was models. You can actually see behind-the-scenes footage. Here's of, Children of Men shot. Uh, w- before yeah. Children of Men, too. And it was – I remember at the time – this is digital, um, a big yeah. deal at the time. I, I remember at the time just being like, Spielberg, what? what? <laughs> he doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. This is an impressive thing. It's, he doesn't it's, do stunt shots. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, this is very yeah, very much Well, a he used shot, to like do to very elaborate stagings and long takes well, and so did, on. He would have done- He always did that. Basically, he did, he did- Yes. This is like the opposite of his Sugarland Express shot from inside the car. Yeah. He just rotates around. This is the outside the car version of, of that shot. So yeah. And through the car. I love this is a good saving of the cat for the brother. Where he's like, I got this. All right, come here. Do this thing. And he's, he, you can tell that he's, he's, he's just taking on the moment and doing his thing with it. I think the that's cool. Ki- I, I think is, that's a nice little moment. The son is just, as a character, is very awkward all around because he has all of these pieces, but none of the pieces. No, come I mean together. that's that's no no no. I think that's realistic. Uh, it, it's not a contradiction. It's, it's just a bunch of different pieces. Storytelling. Well, okay. I mean, yeah, because at the beginning, he's I mean, like, when oh, I was sixteen, I was an annoying prick to all adults, but my sister loved me and I kept her safe. That was sort of the dynamic we had, and that's the same thing that's going on here. He's sort of an irreconcilable prick to all the adults, but. His, all, the only thing that Dakota Fanning cares about is him being with her and her being safe. Like when he's about to like hitchhike away, she's like, "What? What are you doing? You're freaking me out. You're yeah, destroying don't, my don't world. leave me with dad." And that's fine. <laughs> that's, 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 all, that's all very. I think I think he's just playing two angles, which is yeah. what that kind of an annoying. I mean, ultimately, is. my I mean, as much as I have an issue of with him being alive at the end, I have an issue of him. Uh, uh, the scene w- uh, with him and Tom Cruise on the hill with the army at the crest, and he's like, "Let me go fight them. I need this. I need you to stop being such a clingy father." Basic is basically the thrust of the and argument. Like, I've been and trying he, to get rid of you the whole time. Yeah, what are you talking like, about? I'm an absent, delinquent yeah. father. It's like, where, where is this whole like you need to let me go aspect yeah. coming from? It, I mean, everything up until then is fine, and then he's out of the picture, and so. It, and, and, it, and, doesn't, it doesn't build his arc doesn't build to that moment at all for me I, I, I felt okay with it like I said I was just like I was like my god I'm, I was so on board with the movie I'm like my god that's I can't believe that they went there and then the end is what ruined it it's like oh yeah. you had it you well, had yeah. it and then you didn't because uh, I mean I would characterize it as uh, you know he, he is he's supposed how the to, fuck did they do that it's, it's, it's a green screen yeah. shot it's all it's green a car it's a real, car, car in a real, stu- real interior and no exterior to the and, van and no, no windows was, and it's yeah, all right. cut away and, and they're, they're, it's all done in studio and everything or outside or I guess there would yeah. be uh, the interior of the van Until the, up, to, uh, up to the armrest part and then above no, no, it would be the, the no, van the was there interior and exterior just no windows for yeah and they would just be spinning around and the camera orbited around and all the backgrounds and everything else is all plates they were all matched in until the end when it pulls away and then and then it, just, it blends his hands Shit, off to a real a, shot. That's a lot of work. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's not only is it work. done fast, but it's a huge amount of work. And like Did I said, you guys see where the handoff was? I mean, I'm 
I couldn't it's, tell. It's by... it's it's been broken down in uh, in lots of different things. It's you know Cinefax articles about it and so on. But um, yeah, I again, it's like there's, this, there's no. I remember though. this bullshit is like taking all the fun out of even watching movies because it's like I don't care where the handoff is. It's wherever the fucking handoff was. It's not like uh, you're gonna yeah. find it. It's just you know. It's, it's not like it's not like in the trench run from Star Wars. Like yeah. oh, that's that flash of light. Yeah, that's it's the handoff. fucking yeah. ILM with millions ask, of dollars. I don't care. Yeah. So you know what streets is there? To, what is there to, to ask, look for anymore? Visual effects is like making bricks now. It's not you know. It's not. It's a craft. It's not. It's not an art anymore. So um, unless you're the supervisor, like one guy gets to be an artist. Anyway, the my my take on the on the kid is that I I was okay with him because he is annoying. But who isn't at sixteen? You know, and he is kind of neither here nor there because that's what you are at sixteen. You know, he's he's kind of a man. He's kind of mature. He has his moments of clarity where you go actually well he's got a point there but other times he flashes back to i hate you dad and you and me and my sister we're gonna go on without you um which is why i was totally totally on board with him i just want to see it i want to i have to see you have to let me go you know and okay go you know it's you're hunting twister here you are making your choice you know i will you know i will stop i will stop trying to protect you i will let you make your own decision and if he had gone over the hill and died and we never found out what happened to him, I would have said, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that because that is so awesome that they did that. But then the movie at the end, it just goes, eh, no, we can't, psych, you know. No, uh, he, you know. So we, you, He's you know, fine and he forgives dad. Yeah, and, and the end, uh, you know, everything's fine. It's like, that's like two days ex machinas. It's like, how did, not only how did he live, how did he get to Boston ahead of them? You know, it's like, yeah, what, the, what the hell? That's a big, big question. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, we went over the hill and there was a big fireball, but um, then I just hitched a ride with the National Guard dudes, and what would what, you guys do? Um, oh, we hid in a farmhouse night to kill a guy. Oh, sucks. Wow, uh, dad. Uh, anyway, you have a brewski. Yeah, we, um, we rode a tripod for a couple minutes, but uh, yeah. yeah. I like the, oh, yeah, and grenades. There's a whole grenade thing that I had to do, but uh, so you just rode in a National Guard truck, huh? Fuck, yeah, wow. Uh. Crazy. Um, that's why, again, like I said, I... I'm okay with, and they don't make a lot of money unless they star Tom Cruise and are directed by Steven Spielberg. But uh, I'm okay with a movie that, you know, where flawed characters live and people who try to be good may not live. And, you know, it's yeah. kind of like I wonder if there was a digital piece of bread. If they I, handed it off, it looked a little handoff. I wonder if he just did it and they were like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. it stuck. That's Print. awesome. <laughs> That's the take. And then, and then they, but then they had to do this. So like, set up the bread. It's coming down yeah, now. No, right. It's a whole thing. <laughs> you know, somebody in the art department just like pinched their nose and went, yeah. oh, "Fuck!" I need some scotch tape God. and a piece of bread. Right. I need a, I need a string so we can control the the sag on the God, window. God bless. I need be- Chris Rock to do ADR for the bread. Wait, Ron Spielberg <laughs> movie. Yeah, that should have had Chris Rock's oh, face. Oh shit! Ah, oh, I'm a peanut butter <laughs> jelly sandwich. <laughs> I can't believe. God bless the people who work in the art department, but. God, would I not want to be an art department person ever? I just worked on a commercial Friday night. It was an overnight, and at the end of the night, morning, we had to clean up. And I, as it was just a PA, so I got kind of got handed off to the art department to help them clean up. And it's like nobody has, in terms of like sheer volume of crap to deal with, mm. nobody has more than the art department. It can be tough. Well, yeah. yeah, the art department is literally they'll be on set, and someone will be like, "Oh, we need a blah 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 yeah. prop. We need a prop." For what? Just go make it. Yeah. Go, oh shit! All right, and they and they do, and they, it's yeah. just in the movie twenty minutes later because they had to clu- kludge it together. You know. I have to say clearly, his ex-wife made the right choice because that's the biggest basement in yeah. North America. <laughs> it's a really nice. That's basement a hell of a too. house. Yeah. That's a hell of a house that she's got. So this new dude, uh, good call. No wonder the kids <laughs> don't want to be with dad. Dad's a loser. Dad works down at the docks. He's still wearing his his jeans and leather jacket. 
mom's got it going on with the money. Now, my only quibble here is like, there's sort of this, this plane takes an awful long time to crash. It's yeah. like plane crashes. <laughs> yeah. I think I think from the ground perspective, plane crashes are kind of an instantaneous thing. Yeah, it's kind of like what's that? What's that? <laughs> bang! There's a, there's a lot of foreshadowing to this plane falling out of the yeah. sky. Now you can assume that there are war machines, and there's you know there's some of that is going on. Yeah. but uh, but still, it's kind of like what what exactly are they reacting to here? But you know, Spielberg moment. They're Spielberging now. They're Spielberging a basement window. This is that. This is another great scene where you don't even see anything. Yeah. That's yeah. a testament another, of quality. However no, small the thing is that you could Spielberg to, <laughs> yeah. if you can pull it off, the director's winning. Another, <laughs> I Spielberged to an ant once. Yeah. <laughs> this is I Spielberg to an iPhone. What was the ant doing? You would never believe it. This is a great. This, what was the window doing? Flashing. This is a great, you know, Spielberg learned from Jaws moment again, which I'm sure right. was. And there's, yeah. there's a lot of moments in here like that, yeah. like the scene, the, the, his fight with uh, Tim Robbins. Right. You never see any of it. Yeah. This is another example. I'm sure. Of, I, I'm sure this was largely by necessity because they're like, yeah. we can shake the camera and get the you can't crash the, a plane. We can L- get the listen, gaffer outside and shake it up. And then listen, this good. may be 2005. This may be a major studio film, and you may be Spielberg, but we can't. Still, <laughs> literally show a plane crashing. Yeah. Have you seen Air Force One? Well, they, we, we have to wait for ABC to do Lost before we can show yeah, that. Yeah. And then they'll make the... It's, it's, uh, it's more like, what do you want? you want that freeway bullshit that you asked for, or do you want the whole yeah, plane crash? Right. Like, uh, you make the call. I mean, they do that sequence... They do the crash sequence in uh, Knowing now. We've, we've gotten the, uh, the plane crash the in plane the, crash, the full yeah. on, yeah. There we go. But but very simple, straightforward, and more importantly, cheap and done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> any, any one of us could have made that scene, yeah. that's, that's, and that's an important lesson. Unfortunately, <laughs> none of us have had the art department to make the scene that comes after it that yeah. shows you yeah, how crazy true. that scene actually was. That's true. But someday. Right, guys? Yeah. Someday. And this, yeah, the the reveal is is Spielberg at his best, where you kind of oh, go, yeah. you kind of go. He walks down to the regular house, yeah, and then it and pulls then, out. You see the the jet engine, and then pulls out more, and then pulls out more, and there's an entire freaking plane there, and it's just like, and then and then it continues, and then but wait, there's a guy, and then there's yeah. these other people, and it goes from there. It's you know, and I believe we're are we into it now? Or are we already yeah. in the show? Well, yeah, he's about to walk up, when he walks up the stairs here. I say, I mean, it's the. The thing about storytelling and filmmaking is about it's it's just a process of revealing bits of information and yeah. you know doing that over a, you know the span of a story but also as as narrow as you can make that focus down to a scene and a section of a scene and Spielberg is unquestionably the best of that where he can you know from one from the beginning of a shot to the end of the shot how many pieces of information he can give you bit by bit as he just does nothing but move the camera right. I'll just move well, the camera here and it's a house oh and now this piece of information is a jet engine, and now this piece of information, this piece of the plane. Yeah, when he's when he's on his game. When he's on he's, the game, yeah. He's, you know, one of, if not the best at it, but sometimes he's not on his game for some reason. <laughs> well, when he goes back to movies yeah. he made 20 years ago where he did that really well and decides, no, I'm going to reveal yeah. the, I'm gonna fix the it. entire alien at the beginning. I feel like, I feel like, you you just look at it and I'm it's probably not the case, but I'm like I feel like those green things were gonna be something else, but they're like fuck it, we don't have time. It houses can be green. That's fu- that's just how it is. No, I think that, that, no, it, that's of, just, that's an industrial rust coating standard uh, color. Yeah, if you actually look at uh, footage of an airplane being built before it gets painted in all its livery, the, the actual aluminum is green. No, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and then there's this. It's like what? Hey, dude, <laughs> who are you? Who, dude? Hello. Do you understand? Yeah. You are in a Spielberg film. Yeah. Where are all the people? There's, you can see some of them in the chairs. 
Okay. Uh, probably a lot of them. Just I would assume everyone flew. at the time the it, plane started going down would have put on their seatbelts. Well, it's so not, there would be a torso in a seat. I'm not sure that this was a plane full of people. Um, you know, this could be a plane going somewhere without a lot of people on board. All right, fair enough. This this uh, this actress here was on um, uh, the Shield, I believe. She was a, a recurring person on the Shield. I, I remember seeing a clip and going, "Oh, that's that that's that actress from uh, War of the Worlds." Because is she I'd also say, Fran Drescher's sister. Because yeah, I'm no, pretty sure she. She's is. actually only in this one scene, but uh, she really she really owns this. I think she you know she's talking about you. Know, you got one scene. You're in a Spielberg movie. You're going to be on screen for about two minutes. You know. Come in and own this movie. And you, uh, she nails it. I think you, she's great. You can tell, you know, you, you can almost get the sense of how she was directed. She's like, it's like, all right, he's a guy. He's not the enemy. You know, answer his questions. You don't have a problem with him, but you got to get in and get the fuck out. Yeah. So do it. Go. Yeah. You know, and you feel that the whole time. I mean, way she through. literally is just, you know, she's a big slab of New York exposition. And that's yeah. what she's here for. But, uh, you know, she's here to deliver what news we need to know. Corn-fed Iowa New York Exposition. <laughs> yeah, the New York Exposition meets Iowa Exposition. Exposition. But here she is. She's about to tell us, you know, this, the, what little bit of information that you need to know. It's just like there's not just the – you know, she's here to tell us there's not just the one. This yeah. is a global thing. They're all over the place. They're just doing what they're doing. And even a, a, a little bit of uh, compact writing there, the fact that she calls them the tripods, it sounds like there's – like everyone's just agreed that that's what we yeah. call them now, so it if you feel this grander scale yeah. where people have had conversations about them yeah. and they're like, we need a name. It just became the tripod. So and somewhere that's what else they are. in this universe, kind of like Cloverfield, where somewhere else in this universe is the I- Independence Day movie, where the the generals and the president are sitting in a room dealing yep. with this, and they the generals like, well, we've determined these, we've we're we're designating them the tripods. Yeah. Yeah. like that movie is happening somewhere. Yes, we're just not following that I part think, of it. Yeah, exactly. the fact that she's you know she works for a news, you know, she still acts as if she's working for a news crew, you know, a news division. That I don't think is broadcasting anymore. You know, she's kind of the she's she's with the she's, she came here from Dawn of the Dead. Like uh, you know, you actually don't work for a television station anymore. Right. You're on your own, but they still have You're a van. Just a woman. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but the you know, sexist in the six. I didn't in, mean it that way, by the way. In the six hour, in the six hours, in the six hours, while there still was some civilization and some semblance of order, um, as Aaron Sorkin would have said, you know, this had a logo and theme music. <laughs> you know, the tripods, where are they coming from? What do they want? You know, oh, and now the power's off, so I guess we're not a TV Film station. Film Yeah, oh, damn it. And, and that's kind of the joke of that character is that she's still kind of acting, you know, her last little button there is, uh, were you on the plane? No, no. It's like, oh, that oh, would have yeah. been a hell of a story. Oh, you know, yeah. as if covering the news is, is going to be a priority for a while. Um, I think that's off the table for for now. Um, I also think they're awfully lucky in the midst of this plane crash. Their car is, you know, oh, it's sitting right here, right where we left it, and not surrounded only, by wreckage. Not only that, but they have a clear path out of it. Yeah, you can actually drive through this. It's a break. That's a lucky break. We got a, we got one break. I don't remember if it's uh, still there or not, but a lot of this, uh, well, yeah, I mean, they, they took the plane and then they just, you know, dressed the, the section up. But uh, the Universal Backlot, you could basically drive yeah, through they, the they car. Had a, they had a set. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Set. And, uh, or, well, you couldn't, but you were sitting in the tram, and, and it goes through the car wreck set. It was pretty impressive. You know, it wasn't... Did you it do that when, when I was one. on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I went through it. Yeah, you could see it. I When I was, I was working at uh, at Universal, and I would drive, you know, along the employee thing, and you'd see this plane wreck, you know, stretched <laughs> out over there, like, holy shit. And I was like, oh, is that War of the Worlds? Oh, that's what that is. Now, you were someone was saying earlier about how, you know, this... Uh, 
you know, it's the smothering and, and you have to let me go. And that wasn't a feature. Well, it, but it is a feature. I think, I think the argument is it just happened there. She's like, he's like, Robbie, Robbie always wants to go off on his own. And Tom Cruise keeps reeling him back in, which I think is the setup that for me works with the payoff of, okay, you go. And again, it's just that the movie chickened out and didn't let the kid go to his death by doing so. Um, but I think it's the setup is he is trying to he is trying to reel the kid in. This is a you know, generational battle going on. And the kid is like, yeah, but 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 testosterone, oh, brain hey, so full of testosterone. It's also a part of like just the sheer illogic of him in that situation. Like when he does finally, Tom Cruise does finally let him go. It's like, what are you what are you actually going to do? You're going to run up onto the line with the rest of the soldiers, and you're going to go, okay, guys, I'm here. <laughs> Give me a gun. His his argument is he just wants to see. He wants to see. I, it. I don't remember well, it being that. Right, that's, well, that's what he says. That's that's the line. Just yeah, that's probably true. But right yeah. here, he was like, "Well, I say we go back and kill one of those things." Yeah, yeah. It's, I it's about fighting. I would have had the about fighting. Yeah, I would have had the conversation. There's to a 16 year old in Afghanistan okay, throwing a Molotov cocktail at the tank right now. Yeah, and how's that working <laughs> that, out? For well, you? that's a slightly different culture than us. No, it is no way a different culture. <laughs> it is human beings, and that's what human beings at 16 are like. So, have you not seen Red Dawn? Actually, I haven't. <laughs> when the tanks roll in, the farm boys, they, they go to war. That's just what 16-year-olds are like. It's a 16-year-old's dream to have your country be at war. You get to, like, tote a gun and press girls. <laughs> Everyone wants that when they're 16. That's true. I this, is a, this, is a, this is a good this, – this is a scene where I'm like, wow. They, I can't even believe they went there. That the, yeah, this is a this pretty is good amazing stuff. shot right here. Oh, yeah. With the, with the pretty blue water first. Yeah, it's so yeah. beautiful and pastoral. So and – but the important question is, so, but the, did she pee? I'm betting <laughs> she does at some point. We just don't know exactly what that moment is. We just cut right around Right there. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Now she is. Now she's peeing. Pretty sure. Even this is partly digital. See, that's, that's weak sure. storytelling, though, because she should have peed first and then had that happen. <laughs> so that way it takes care of the question of when is she going to pee. And then shit herself. There's, when the rest of the bodies came. Because that's now it. we're going to keep going with the rest of the movie, and she still hasn't peed. Yeah. She still like, needs to pee, but so they never address it. No, like I said, I think she has. We just... You know, they, her bladder's like a watermelon. Somewhere, the whole movie. somewhere in that scene, I believe she did. Uh, is my guess. So yeah, see, Robbie's like, "Sweet, I'm gonna go with the National Guard." And this is a recurring thing, you know, where Tom Cruise is like, "No, no, 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 no," and then finally he's like, "All right, go, go." It's like literally, I think. I mean, that's that's to me, and it could just be my my dark interpretation of a movie that isn't as dark as I hoped it would be. But the idea of Tom Cruise is like, "Okay, fine." I'm going to just save the one kid because clearly I have to write you off. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep trying to save your stupid ass. I have to write you off and try and save the one. You know, and, that, and have that be the ending, you know, the Sophie's Choice ending, spoiler, of, uh, you know, of, uh, you know I, I managed to save the one. <laughs> you know, and having to go to his wife's house and go, well, I got, I can, I got I the got one. one. I got the nice one. The other one was a douche. Come on, let's be honest. I never liked him, did you? He was a problem. This one looks like you. The other one looked like me. So in terms of genetics, you actually uh, you came yeah. right ahead. Yeah, Gen genetically, this is clearly the prefer you, the one you'd want. They're having this argument, and he's like, "You don't know which direction to go." I'm a, the they're back there, so I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say that other one. Yeah, the, the other National one. Guard is going this way. Yeah. I'm going to go this way. Yeah, the other way. So. That seems like a good plan. That seems like a plan, at least. Yeah. You're accusing me of not having a plan. A plan. Go where the bullets are not. <laughs> in the chat room, Greg Harbin makes an interesting point. He says, Spielberg is the only guy who could have made this because anyone else given this much money would have made ID4. Yeah. 
I think that's an interesting point. I think it's, actually, it's, it's funny that... Uh, then again, I, was, I would have said that about Inglorious uh, Bastards. Like, Tarantino's the only one who could have possibly not made the Tarantino version of Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> Just to be a dick. It's a, re- it's a rewritten history about guys that are killing Nazis and destroying Hitler, and you're going to make it in French? In France. All right. The, about some uh, chick who owns the theater. Yeah. The, what about the version, the guy, the Pulp Fiction, he was killing Nazis, free reign to kill everybody. And just... Can I get the Reservoir Dogs guy to make that movie? Yeah. Because that would be awesome. The idea I was going to point out is... I we love t- Inglourious Bastards, by the way. We talk, I still have not seen it. We, we, we talked about E.T. and the fact that E.T. kind of has shocking amounts of time spent just exploring the family dynamic. Well, this is the same guy, by golly. You know, you can yeah, still see that's true. the same guy here. You know, here in this thriller that does not fail to deliver any thrills because, by gosh, I think it delivers just fine. Um, it still has this, you know, very sort of, you know, Kramer versus Kramer is the the phrase that keeps coming up. It's like this Kramer real, versus Kramer with aliens. Kramer versus Kramer versus aliens. Is, uh, <laughs> not to be confused with Kramer versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Kramer versus Scott Pilgrim, Kramer versus the world. Uh <laughs> But uh, the fact that it has this, you know, oh, down in front, extremely, yes, extremely, extremely broken family, you know, thing going on. Um, and uh, the movie is as much about that as it is about, look, stuff blowed up, Cletus. I would actually, I mean, it might be, it might have been interesting to see Spielberg make this movie when he was younger. Because if this is Spielberg as a family man making a movie this dark, mm. it I don't know. It, well, the kid would have stayed dead. The kid would have stayed dead. Yeah. But, I mean, it, you, on the one hand, it might have been interesting. But, on the other hand, he was making uh, E.T. as a kid right. and Indiana Jones as, as a younger man. So, and I don't close know. Close Encounters about the, guy who, the guy, about the guy who abandons his family to go with the aliens. That would be an interesting uh, twist on this movie. <laughs> Richard <laughs> yeah. Dreyfus comes out of the tripod. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dude. <laughs> oh. No, I was, no, totally. Ditch the kids. Come with. It's so much better. <laughs> well, I was, I was saying that the, the, you know, the ending of this movie is, you know, he's facing off against the tripods, and he's like, "Fuck them!" And I go with you. Yeah. Just the you tripods seem, are like, "Come at me, bro." Oh yeah, you no, seem like you're we'll having totally more take fun, you on, guys. We'll totally take you on board. That's what we're. That's what we do. If you, we'll just put you in the cage with the others. You don't have any grenades, right? We totally, we, there was a thing earlier. Yeah, I don't want to get into we, it, but we, there was a grenade thing. You know, earlier. we learned that there's this whole thing about grenades, and uh, there's something about bacteria that that's in, that's in them that was in the meeting, but I was so hungover I did not listen to that part. <laughs> Let's shake his car back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you now hear that's the Canucks a good, lost? That's a good uh, horrifying moment there. The guy is trying so yeah, hard yeah. to get into the car that he's ripping his hands apart to open the windshield. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to pull on the glass. And not really thinking it through about what condition the car he's trying to steal will be left in if yeah. he does that. You know, th- again, that's, that's human behavior at its worst is the, the mob when the mob mentality takes over which uh this scene is going to be all about this scene I everyone wants it i want it yeah. i think this scene is one of if not the most powerful of the whole movie yeah. i like the credit roll good music on that i like i like the 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 tag scene after the credits where they discover thor's hammer i think that's like, oh yeah that just no that's, that's such a fucking piece of shit ad for the Avengers movie. You just know uh, it's bullshit. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Seriously, now they've got Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah, we get it. We get what you're doing, Marvel. Yeah, we get it. We were all on board after the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're trying to make us understand that there's some goddamn thing called the Avengers that you're going to be selling to us for 10 years. Yes, we understand. It's amazing how much less I could not care about the <laughs> Avengers. 
Yeah. How little less I could care about the Avengers. I still have not with Josh Whedon directing it and Robert Downey Jr. in it. You'd think I'd be like, uh huh. Yeah. But I don't fucking care. I'm on yeah. board with the Avengers. The, I, I look forward to seeing it, if, but I'm not excited. If the Avengers is not Diana Rigg in a cat suit, it ain't no fucking Avengers. Yeah. I'm look. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but only because I'm like, you know, I I saw I was at the Comic Con panel about the Avengers and I saw them announce like everyone, all the characters, and I'm I'm. You know, everyone comes on and all the comic book people are cheering. Yeah, <laughs> and they announced Mark Ruffalo as as the Hulk, and everyone's kind of like, yeah. 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 And it, you could tell he was like, I am not welcome here. And it's like, <laughs> give him a chance, you guys. He's a Hulk out. But um, who who cares who plays the fucking exactly? Hulk? Who plays Bruce Banner? The the guy yeah. playing the Hulk is the computer. Okay, that's yeah. not really. But. Uh, just the lineup, I was like, I don't see how you make a movie with that many fucking characters yeah, and either. have it work. So I'm like, I, I'm like, if anyone can manage it, Joss Whedon is on that short list. Serenity. So Serenity has seven or eight. You're, so you're I'm still well, talking about 20. even even Joss Whedon killed off two of them just to get through the yeah, movie. Good yeah. point. So so I'm like, I and kept two of them off the ship for most yeah. or all of the movie. Yeah. Do I so. don't see it working. But I'm rooting for him. Likewise, yeah. that way. Now there was a moment where the guy was holding up Tom Cruise, and he said, "I want the van." And he's like, "I want my daughter." And he's holding the gun on me. He's like, "I want my daughter." And he's like, oh, "Okay, get your daughter." And Tom Cruise just walks over to the van, and Dakota Fanning jumps out of the van onto Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm <laughs> never walking by a van again. <laughs> she could be in there. Lee in She's league like a with face the hugger. aliens. She's like a face hugger. She's just, "I want my daughter." <laughs> 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 Not like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more 9-11 imagery here. Yeah. Now, although, I mean, this this uh, wall... I mean, the aliens have been here for, like, what, 12 hours? That's an awfully... Who had time for crafts? Yeah. That, that's an in-depth One of them had glitter pen. Wall. <laughs> Who did that? Now, the, the fairy sequence is... Uh, this, yeah, the fairy this sequence... Is... This is one of my favorites. The fairy sequences, the specifically the you know uh, introducing just the the deep horn thing, like yeah. the it's, it's the death bell. It's yeah. like the dinner bell, but then everyone dies. Um, yeah, oh, it's the dinner bell. But yeah, it's just, you're not eaten. Um, but just just the moment everyone's on the ferry, and then they hear that, and then there's the big wide shot of the thing on top of the hill, being like, "Hey guys." What's oh, going on? Yeah. The tripod's like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. hey. That's where they all are. Dude, come, <laughs> dude, cross the river. No, yeah. Dude, come across the river. Just come under the water. It's totally and, cool. Because, and that's a yeah. terrifying moment. Because yeah. that's a moment you can put yourself in and go, yeah. oh, my God, we're all going to die. Yeah. This isn't getting any Boy, better, the, is the it? the train. There you go. <laughs> ding, 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 That's ding. very much kind of a Dawn of the Dead moment you know a zombie movie moment that you'd expect to see yeah just train on fire why because yeah, things on look fire. at the sheer number of extras yeah it's a big involved. scene it's, it's a big big insane. scene hundreds and hundreds of people <laughs> they're all interns on the set <laughs> yeah not that many interns even spielberg don't get this many interns <laughs> that's the entire production assistance uh, department yeah <laughs> well they, they everyone's their own pa it's like well you're getting your coffee <laughs> and you're getting your coffee you're all pas yeah. today <laughs> That's just, that's just the line. If for the anyone would to to like dinner. to get my coffee, feel I've, free. Having been in in gigantic extra scenes, being an extra in one, um, it's yeah the the eighties job and and <laughs> humans as cattle analogy. Nowhere does that hold up better than oh, working no, with not. hundreds and hundreds of extras who are literally just there for the free food. Look sad and walk that way. Yeah. Action. Free food and the chance to touch Tom Cruise. That's what you get him in there for, and, and fifty bucks or whatever you pay him. 
Now this is where this is where another moment where I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they did this. It's like, okay, here's this clearly sympathetic woman and her daughter, and uh, we're oh sure we can totally totally come with us. Nope, lose them completely. Can't yeah. save them. Don't help them. Ditch them. Ditch them as fast as you can. <laughs> but then of course they they pay for that immediately. Yeah. Well, they try to they try to the save ferry. them, but the point is they don't. That's that's my point. Is you know it's like it's uh, it's the Goldman thing. It's like uh, actors you know actors don't play heroes in movies. Actors play gods. You know, actors achieve anything they try to do. Um, as uh, Goldman points out, it's like uh, he, he was interviewing a fireman, and one of his, which what a lot did I tell? He's interviewing a fireman. He says, What's the most amazing goddamn thing you ever saw a fireman do? And the, this fireman says, This one time, this guy and I, he tells this story about this rescue where they pulled a kid out of a burning building. And Goldman says, Okay, that story, the greatest fireman I ever met, telling me the story of the greatest fireman he ever met, doesn't that sound like the opening scene of a movie about firemen? Yeah. <laughs> like that's where you a know, movie about firemen would start. You know, With it's, that. it's funny. Uh, actually, my uh, my dad was a firefighter, professional firefighter. Yeah. And There's my a scene where it's like, oh, yeah. God. What's up, you guys? Hey. Hey. <laughs> and then you totally buy the panic where they're yeah. like, oh, And this God. is, yeah, now it's where it's going to go very, very bad very quickly. Anyway, the point, all the point I was trying to make is, you know, that this... This is a movie, and yet it dares to say, no, Tom Cruise actually can't save the nice lady. He can't. Right. He can't save her. And uh, what movie What movie ever says that? My, so my mom tells a story of when my dad was a firefighter. Like the, the craziest heroic thing he ever did was, he was there was some fire in this like uh, apartment building or something that was old. And so it had a stairwell where the, this, the stairway is like, wrapped around the wall. And like in the center shaft, somebody had built an elevator after the fact. <laughs> so there was a fire so that nobody was using the elevator obviously and he was carrying from like the top floor this old woman in a chair like you know his arms beneath the chair and like carrying her her wow. down the stairway system and while he was doing that the elevator caught on fire and the cable snapped and plummeted <laughs> through the shaft past him as he's carrying this woman down the stairs Damn. and i'm always when she told me that story i was like if I ever make a movie about firefighters, I'm using <laughs> totally that scene. But thinking about it now, you're totally right. That's the opening scene of a movie. <laughs> yeah, that you wouldn't end on something as, no. as not very exciting as that. I got to imagine it was probably, you know, weird, but... but fun in a way to to be one of the extras though because they got you got the big sweeping lights and the, the fucking tripods are coming <laughs> run run <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trying not to kill you know, and then yeah i'm sure it was you know, a fun when, couple when you're an extra the name of the game is to try and you know like totally i totally was right behind tom cruise right there <laughs> and but oh yeah to spot your yeah. ad ad's are totally on to that too or the best of times there was the you know they they literally were like you know busting people <laughs> like yeah you're you're clearly trying to stay behind Robin Williams right you're supposed to just be walking by don't pace Robin Williams I had a drama teacher in high school the only time I took drama was in freshman year before I got expelled from that high school but this drama teacher was telling a story about how because you know he's Mr. Fucking Theater he told the story about how he was in a movie once as an extra with Ben Affleck and and he was like and if you just barely look you can see me and he plays it for the class and it's the scene where it's uh, a tracking shot following Ben Affleck from behind and he's <laughs> running faster than the people on the street are right so at at one point uh my teacher is one of the guys that's in front of Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck's going to hit him and keep going and my teacher goes huh <laughs> right into the camera and goes hey and goes huh back it's like yeah dude i noticed i saw you 
That's that was totally you. Yeah, nice work. I could tell because you fucking huh. <laughs> there's a great hey. there's a great moment in Star Trek Generations, which they actually I only noticed after watching the commentary. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll do Generations at some point, so we'll point it out again. But you know, they the ship is getting attacked by the Klingon ship, and eventually they techno babble, so they they blow it up, and they have this quiet moment after they've blown up the Klingon ship, where it's a slow pan across the bridge with the main characters and a bunch of you know Starfleet extras too. And it's a slow pan across the whole bridge. And you see a guy in the background, an extra, like do a yes and like do a fist pump. And then the the camera settles on Brent Spiner doing data, who literally has the exact same action. And you can see the extra do his thing like, I'm an extra, I'm doing something active so you'll notice me. And then he looks at Data, the main character, and goes, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I just totally did his thing. I just totally did the same thing he did. What's, What's hilarious about it is I only noticed it after watching it with the commentary. And the, the the writers and director pointed it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, you totally see this extra in the background doing the same thing that Brent is doing. What an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy. So yeah. Meanwhile, that guy has every version of Generations that ever came out. Yeah. He totally heard that totally commentary does. and cried himself to sleep, he, masturbating with his own tears. He's got a, he's got a six second YouTube clip. I wonder <laughs> what it is. So this is this was this was a scene. I remember they they teased it. You know, it's in the when the movie was coming out. You know, they were dead. Have like little clips of this, and they said, "No, we're not doing Poseidon." But yeah, and this is just this is just balls out nuts. Whoa! <laughs> this yeah. and this part here, the fact that there are people in the car is the most awful thing of all. Yeah. It's like you know, this, it's hey, no, that's the Mythbusters. They're going to be okay. That's that's Jamie. It should be Jamie and Adam. <laughs> yeah. If they were smart, they would have that little glass breaker thing. That's right. I still need to get one of those. CG by the headlights. way, but I live in the valley, so it's fine. About what? Hey. Hmm? Uh, the MythBusters they did they did an episode about if your car submerges if you yeah how to survive if it. you can yeah. hold your breath long enough for the pressure to equalize so you can roll down the window or open the door uh, and it's like no you can't you you need to have one of those little things that breaks no, you, the glass no, they proved you can but you you have to you have to save your air and not waste it fighting, well yeah fighting to open the door when you can't open the door right theoretically theoretically you can but it's you have to wait a long time you longer do. than is comfortable. So you should well, have actually you things. weren't here last week when we talked about the oh, really? episode. Oh. Uh, and and who is it that had the story about the person who said I totally did what they said on MythBusters when my car Some went truck in the river? Some yeah, truck I said, "Yep, totally worked. Totally saved my life. I just you know relaxed until the thing totally flooded, and then I opened the door and swam went. So fascinating stuff. So that's yeah. This is just this is the kind of scene where you're going to go, okay, you know, it, there's the, not everything about this movie is perfect, but goddamn, yeah, you know, at least we get those stuff trees like look that. amazing. The scene, yeah. the the bit that's coming up up on the hill where they're looking and mm. then one of them walks Just, right by yeah. and they're like oh shit Yikes. ducking behind some bushes that is scary yeah it's good stuff and and also gives you a sense of because because so far even seeing you know the the big shots where the Mike you actively look scared right now <laughs> it's a scary movie <laughs> well Dakota Fanning is on screen yeah we don't see her face but you know she's going to turn the camera she's going to turn yeah. the camera you know her second. eyes are there somewhere you, you see shots like she this she is like fucking what's the what's the eyeball in Lord of the Rings she's like that the eye of Sauron <laughs> yeah, the she's Sauron. the eye of Sauron she's two she's eyes the eye of, of Sauron Fanning. she just looks over to you and <laughs> the, eye, the eye of Fanning here we go here this shot is the first time you really get like you've kind of got it there but the first time you see them next to it and really get a sense of how fucking huge these things are yeah. because you've seen it next to the ferry and stuff like that but like never just right next to a person like this yeah you know mm, purple I like purple yeah, it's like those it's like those uh, those street racing cars with all the, the shit the LEDs oh, under the, the, the side yeah. under, under light stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the aliens are like look what Bobby did to his yeah. Jesus 
God, that's, that's so tacky. Yeah, that's really... It's not necessary, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're going to make him laugh at us. The death ray works just fine yeah. without that. You know what Spielberg's main talent too. is? He just Somehow his brain is tuned in such a way that he always knows how to do iconic shots. He just has an inherent... like I would have never thought yeah. to do the shot where it's slow-mo clothes raining down from the, the alien ship that are you know devastating well, the blood. Well, he knows how to, how to boil down... Uh, here's, that's happening here's what I'm trying to, to just communicate. Visual. Yeah, right. like just, the flowers in ET or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. it's just like you know I could just do this if I had a parable in the beginning where it's he's connected to the flowers. I can just use the flowers for the rest of the movie. Right. He comes up with that kind of shit better than anyone I can think of. Yeah. And that's what they. I mean, they say over and over, filmmaking is a visual medium, and being a director is about being a visual artist. And Spielberg. He's yeah. He's is leagues and leagues and leagues about that. Leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. That's uh, that's, he's thank you. He's thank leagues. You. Leagues and leagues. <laughs> leagues and, and leagues. He's leagues said, and leagues under the sea. Leagues and, and runs and <laughs> wait. What? He. Uh, but I'll but be that's. Quiet now. <laughs> that's really. We will give you league to be quiet now. Yeah. What? I no. think I think that's really the number one reason that you know Spielberg is the guy that people want to study and because even if you can't articulate that that's why you understand right. that he's doing that and you're like I want to understand how he fucking does that I want to I want to train my brain to work right that way so when you're faced with this story problem how do i communicate this story idea through this way you th- right. those visual solutions and jump out at you the problem is it's sort of a closed circuit because the question is well how does spielberg get that way and the answer is when he was a kid he watched a lot of spielberg movies yeah <laughs> it's like ah what well, is spielberg he, dakota fanning he read, yes. a, he read a lot of uh comic dakota <laughs> Him and uh, him and George Lucas, they just read comic books and watched those serials. Uh, I, I forget, um, I forget the I forget the, the the director who he wrote a book about filmmaking. It's one of the first books on filmmaking I ever read. But he was a director for Green Acres. <laughs> uh, but awesome. he, he did a bunch of Green Acres stuff. is the place to, to be. be. Hey. Uh, but he actually he beep, grew beep. up in the same town and and knew uh, George Lucas's dad or something, and so. Anyone can make that shit up, but it, it's true. It's no, this is the Green Acres guy, man. <laughs> it's verifiable. But he he talks about in the book. Uh, he wrote. He had a chance to talk to George Lucas's dad at one point. He's like, "So, how did George get the way he did? You know, obviously he's a great director and zero. Why? How did he get that way? Like, did he did he study really hard in school and did he, did, did he do, you know focus on his craft a lot? And so I was like, "No, nah, he just read comic books a lot." Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. My my, my parents were really worried about me because all I did was watch television yeah. as a kid, and you know, and what what's going to come of someone like that? This is you know. and clearly not. they were right because nothing really happened. This, but <laughs> but my mom was okay with me never doing that anything else. Yeah. Other than this, that. Scene, <laughs> this scene is going back to what you were talking about earlier, where this is almost like obviously this came before Cloverfield, but this is the thing where it's like there's another movie where we see the other side of this hill yeah. <laughs> and yeah. what's going on over there. That's a big budget movie. Yeah, exactly. And again, this is another great example of Spielberg doing more by showing us less yeah we don't see this battle the battle is not us seeing the battle is not important to the movie in any way shape or form we see flashes and colors of light right and that's it and we see flaming humvees coming back over so we get a sense of talking about visual clues we did yeah we don't don't have to have the guy going we're losing we're totally losing pull back i mean one one burning humvee done yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly And we saw the, t- uh, the tank go over, and I was just sitting here watching because what you were saying, it was totally like, we have time in our schedules. We need to shoot in two weeks, you know? Right. So, I, like, like you said, you know, the, the art department, but, but just the 
production manager and stuff like that. He got the call from Steven Spielberg like, uh, I need three tanks in a week yeah. and a half in Virginia. And a burning Humvee. And a, ver- and a burning Humvee. And, and, a, and some camo. And yeah. a big hillside with a farmhouse that we can totally trash. Yeah. Uh, so either give me a field and we can build a farmhouse, which I'm sure is what they did. Um, cause a whole just, fleet of Humvees. Yeah, hopefully oh, right, the burning right, right. Humvees. But yeah. I think only one of those was practical. The rest yeah. looks uh, element. And here's where it's like, how did he? How did anything yeah. survive that? Like I said, I it, that's if the kid hadn't shot. showed up alive yeah. at the end, yeah. genius, awesome, done. Yeah, you know? I'm you know just fantastic. Certainly much much stronger. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, there, so the Hero Complex Film Festival was uh, a couple weekends ago. And at, this year they showed uh, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, and they had Nicholas Meyer, the writer-director, uh, as, a, as a guest for a Q&A. And he said something that I thought was really interesting, which is, you know, a lot of times today people don't, uh, filmmakers today, they don't know what to leave out. Or they, they don't leave out anything. Mm-hmm. And as a result, films are lacking something because it shows you everything. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about, how when you don't see E.T. You, and you when you don't mystery see and intrigue. Oh, no. well, it's, it, his point was more of like, when you leave something out, you're letting the audience fill that in. Like in that battle, yeah. we don't see the battle. Oh, so you we don't can feel, feel the involvement. We don't, yeah. We, well, we don't see the battle, so the battle is left to our imaginations, or at least the details of it. But but I, I, I agree with what you're saying. It it makes us involved in the creative process by okay, forcing yeah. us to imagine it. Right. We, we are part of creating the world of the film because right. it's leaving us something and, to and do. People talk about the difference between reading versus watching something, right. where when you're reading something, and they it's talk about the actual like yeah. neuropsychology yeah. This, of it, your brain physically has to imagine this situation when you're reading it. This versus, also came up last week when, again, you were in for the, but we did V for Vendetta, and we talked about, you know, you, you expect there's going to be an unmasking. And oh, thank God there was never an unmasking. Uh, you know yeah. that uh, that would have whatever whatever they showed you under that mask would have been a disappointment. Yeah, right. That's a line from Seven. This guy could be the devil himself, but he's not. He's just a man, and you're building him up. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. there's the um, on the uh, we've brought him up before, before but the uh, word player site Ted Elliott and Terry right. site yeah. they have an article about the off-screen movie, right? Where they talk about, you know, um, and it's it's not quite the same thing, but it's similar. It's it's one of the things that one of the directors they were working on. I I can't remember who it was. I think it was the guy who did Speed Two, but I can't remember his name. Speed Two Cruise Control. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but not was on, that, was not that, working on Speed. Was that Jan de Bont? Yes, Jan de Bont. That, Twi- that's the, Twister Man. Um, Jan yeah, de Bont yeah. did Speed Two. Yeah. The original? That's right, yeah. Oh, so Don DeBond did, no, did the original. Speed too. Oh, okay. I thought he'd... Okay. Oh, did he not do Speed 2 then? I, I, I have I did both. I'll just pull it up. Anyway, um, yeah. they, were, they were talking about working Jan with Jan did do the first one, that's and right. And he's, he's the one that they learned it from because his thing was he always wanted to know what the characters Directed were by doing. by Jan both of them. When yeah. the camera wasn't following what, what the characters were doing before the scene we're watching and where they're going afterwards so that you always had a sense that they were living lives, not just showing up to do their scene. Well, we talked you know? about that with... Uh, that's a big element lacking of the Spider-Man movies is you yeah. don't have that sense. It's like, oh, the camera's rolling. Let's start living our lives now. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's bad filmmaking. That's bad storytelling yeah. because... It's like, you, the idea is that even though the camera, once we turn this camera off, once we're done, we're going to keep on living our lives. In and the, it's uh, like any fictional character has that same capacity. That in the same chat, they're debating aspect. whether or not going to the basement for this period of time is similar to going to the mansion. If it's if it's taking a, a departure that we didn't need to go on. I, I don't think so. I don't know. The, the thing is that uh, it, it hasn't changed fundamentally what this movie is which is trying to survive you know they're trying right. to they're trying to get more away more specifically him trying to keep but his daughter and, alive and and 28 days later they I are trying to survive it, in the mansion too i guess it's yeah, i but guess it's, it's 
my my answer would be, but this doesn't like going to the mansion is when suddenly like, wait, what movie is this? Yeah, now? This, this is a whole right. other thing, this and it's, it's about it's a change in tone. It this becomes sexual politics. And, you know, I thought it was yeah. a zombie movie, and now it's about sexual politics. This is movie. I think to me, this movie is just saying it's. This is a case of the movie keeps removing their options. Yeah. You know, it's like, you can't be on the road now. The military is not going to be effective. They just, you just saw the military hit, hit them with everything. Yeah. That didn't stop them. Robbie is gone. You're in this basement with a crazy man. That's the best you can do right, right now. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do? And the, the thing is the the thing I think that differentiates it from, uh, 28 days later also is that, um, what happens in the basement is continually motivated by the aliens. Whereas 28 days later, they get there and they're, blocked off they've got their one little pet zombie right yeah. um but otherwise it's really got nothing to do with the zombie. but every well, it's time because, it's because the antagonists become the other military right. men as opposed to the zombies yeah. right whereas we have the antagonists are still the aliens. yeah we have the secondary antagonist of tim robbins right but it's but the the question the the problem is always like in 28 days later it's these military guys are you know are dangerous and they're gonna you know they're worse than the zombies or whatever but with tim robbins it's always he's gonna fucking give us away to the aliens right right you know and That's it's always it's always yeah. about trying to stay away from the aliens and he's he's another obstacle as opposed to replacing them right. as the antagonist yeah that's, i think that's a very good point yeah i think that's the key difference and and it's still the the character story is contiguous because it's all about you know what will tom how how far will tom cruise go to try and keep his kids alive yeah. right know? and now he's lost one so he's only got one left. How you know? And so, uh, so it's it's a raising it's the raising of the stakes of the central question of the movie is how far is it going to go and what is he willing to do to keep his child alive? Yeah. And now, so the new question in that series of questions is, will he kill another man to do it? Yeah. And the answer is yes. And, and gloriously, the <laughs> yeah. answer is oh fuck yeah, he totally yeah. will. Uh, he absolutely will. Um, and Tim Robbins just I like to think awesome. that this movie takes place in Zawatanejo. <laughs> And this is just Andy Dufresne. Andy, Andy had a couple of good years, but then it turned to shit. You can only bat down well, crazy. Well, you can't it, stop it entirely. But, well, I think you're getting that because this is narrated by Morgan Freeman, of course. But, uh, well, Andy Dufresne, he was he called himself Andy a Dufresne virus. climbed through 500 yards of hope foul is, smelling shit. Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best Hope will drive a man yeah. insane. Aliens until the, the aliens come. Until the alien comes, when then you got no hope. I spent many a long night in Shawshank. That night was the longest of all. I just, I, just I like lo- the idea that this is the sequel to the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> sure, actually, I li- I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. I, li- I like the idea that this is the sequel. There was no magic means in the first one; it could still work. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, it's like it's like Weekend at Bernie's too. Now there's zombies. Sure, <laughs> Andy not? Dufresne spent 20 years in Mexico. He established a whole new identity. Then he moved to a quiet town in like Virginia, bought himself a farmhouse, settled down. Fucking aliens! <laughs> Fucking I- aliens! I actually, right there. I actually like the idea that this is actually a sequel to Howard the Duck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, ha- so Howard lives a nice little life for a little while, eventually figures out a way to get home, and then nobody believes Tim Robbins that, yeah, I was friends with an alien duck for a while, and so that eventually drives him insane. <laughs> and then new aliens show up, and finally he's vindicated. I like but to these think... aren't the ducks. <laughs> I like to think this is a sequel to High Fidelity. <laughs> <laughs> Was Tim Robbins in High Fidelity? Yes, he Ian was. Right. He was. I hate you that name. Hey, you know what? I hate that name. It's a better Die Hard 4 than the one we got. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Might even be better than in a Matrix. I so. like to think this is a sequel to Mystic River. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it's a sequel to Risky Business. That would be amazing if he just he just got really drunk and did like the dance, but it was really sad and pathetic. <laughs> and there's no music. <laughs> He's just trying to entertain <laughs> his <laughs> kid <laughs> and keep things normal. 
in the chat room. He's mumbling it to himself. In the chat room, Dr. Sabbath is sobbing at the same time. While he's being hauled up into the Listen to him by myself. He goes out singing Bob Seger. That's how I'm fucking going out, you motherfuckers. I'll tell you that right now. In the chat room, I'll probably be doing Catman do though. Dr. Submarine said, Andy got six months of alien brain rape for that little stunt. <laughs> Man, all the tentacles. It's like, oh, God, no, kill boy. it. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Tentacles bad. In Japan, this was a good times movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a sexy, sexy time movie. Make for a much sexy time. Yeah, Ooh. a lot of light fun time. <laughs> Tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> What's the word for tentacle in Japan? Tentacle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. He's like... He's Gregory, like, what's the word for tentacle in Japan? <laughs> Your mom. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's dot, 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 tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did start with dot, dot, dot. I'm yeah. curious to see where this goes. <laughs> I, I, it, was, it was a test to see how quickly he knew yeah. the answer. Well, that, of course, would be, I better look it up. I'm not actually sure. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I it's not a word I use all the, the time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Gross. One, one thousand, two, I mean, what? No. I'll have to go look at a biology book. According to Mickey on Google, not Greg, in Japan, it's... Shokushu. 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 You're pronouncing it like an American, though. Yeah. How would you say it? That's okay. You don't inflect anything. It's Shokushu. Shokushu. Yeah. We, Americans always hit the second syllable of yeah. every word we say. Or the first. It's called every a, it's word? Called, it's called a, it's called a trochi. <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's a two-syllable How word. How dare you? Yeah. That was only one syllable each. <laughs> that didn't work. Yeah. A, uh, a, two le- a two-syllable word where you put the emphasis on the second syllable is called a trochi. T-R-O-C-H-E. Uh, trochi. Never. Trochi. Trochi. <laughs> except, except trochi is not a trochi, oddly enough. That's <laughs> trochi. Yeah. No. doesn't work. That's what that's what the little little, uh, you know accent line. uh, The accents are for in in Spanish because they know that they're like they're like no no don't put it there put it over there. This is the word. This is the part you hit hard. (laughs) No, I had that backwards. Emphasis on the first syllable. Yeah, I think so. Like robot is one of those. So that's what robot is. is Robot, robot, zombie, pirate, dorkman. What's ninja? If, if 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 we do it the other way around, it's probably a foreign word that we're using in its foreign term, like you know, some kind of ennui. Yeah, ennui. I see what, what you what's, did. Uh, Au revoir. What's annoying is, and what must make it impossible to learn in Chinese is where you can have entirely different definitions for words that are exactly the same, like homophones for us, yeah. but the inflection, whether it's on like when you go up, yeah. or down, up, down, or straight, left, sideways, inflection-wise, it's, yeah. three entirely different left? words. Uh, no, it sounds the same. I don't know, but the Chinese do it, yeah. and they, they got a whole language based. Which on brings it, so. me back to my central argument pro this movie oh. is you know that's wow, Brian. <laughs> that, yeah, that's how because <laughs> th- those are our own species, and yeah. sometimes we can't fucking communicate. You know, it's it's like these things are like why these things are doing what they're doing. I'm okay not understanding it because they got three goddamn legs for heaven's sake. They don't want to, they don't know what a bicycle is. They don't understand <laughs> photographs. It's like the Chewbacca <laughs> defense. Yeah, yeah, you don't understand it. They got three legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Now what? <laughs> Nothing makes sense. Yeah. They have three legs. And they don't yeah. understand anything. I don't. I mean, that's the. And we talked about it on the District Nine commentary a little bit. Like I can, on a purely philosophical level, I can kind of come down on that. But uh-huh. on the same, on the same side of the coin, it's like, well, 
ma- theoretically, math works here the same way it works in the rest right. of the universe, right? So therefore, chemistry probably works pretty much the same way here as it does everywhere else. Sure. Therefore, biology probably does. Well, given the given the uh, the but we only know, know so much materials. about chemistry. But that's we only know so much about and biology. Even less about biology. Right. Chemistry right. is pretty straightforward. Chemistry. But there might be shit that we haven't figured out yet. But the, the thing is. Yeah, but more. But bio- like chemistry that. is pretty. Yeah, physics is chemistry is physics, and and biology is chemistry. I, I like that uh, they build um, on each other. Spielberg, our resident medical that. expert, is giving me funny looks as I waiting waiting the, to finish my point. Go ahead, go, go, ahead. go, go. go. It, my thing is, the universal laws of how the universe works works the same way here as they do in the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Math works here, and physics works here the same way they work anywhere else. My the question, and why I think the question of alien life is so fascinating, is like. How far down that path does that stay consistent? Mm-hmm. Because math works here the same way here, or there. So is physics. Chemistry, probably. Biology is like where you start to get to the question, but we don't know. Could you get all the way to psychology and sociology? It's like that XKCD strip from a while back where it's like, it's the spectrum of scientists. One is applied the other. Yeah, it's like, you know... It's it's a sociologist going, oh, well, psychology is really just applied psychology. And uh, uh, what is it? Biology is like, oh, bi- psychology I'm is just applied it. biology. And it goes all the way down the spectrum. And it's like those, yeah. you know, and, going. And biology is chemistry and chemistry, chemistry is physics. Chemistry to yeah. physics. Okay. It's right here. Uh, sociologists. Uh, okay. At the end of the line, that's funny. It's sociologists. Then psychologists say, sociology is just applied psychology. Biologists say, psychology is just applied biology. Chemists say, biology is just applied chemistry. Physicists say, which is just applied physics. It's nice to be on top. And then way over there is mathematicians saying, oh, hey, I didn't see you guys over there. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, the and that's point. absolutely true. I, I, I totally agree with all I of completely that. agree yeah. with that. So, so the question when it, pertaining to alien life is like, well, if you flip that when it comes to the question of alien life, how far does that actually extend? Could we, could we theoretically actually be able to understand the sociology of aliens if I, it's based on the, ultimately based on the same math that works I, here? I th- no, I think... It, and, well, I think, I'm saying I don't know. Right. I think no. it... I, I, my, my opinion, because I obviously don't know either, my opinion is that the... the the breakdown point is the biology point, probably um, because if the breakdown point is anywhere, that's where it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, because the fundamental, all the fundamental, you know, physics and chemistry and all that. But once you change the ingredients in the soup, you don't know what's going to come yeah. out the other end. And even we don't even know if you know if how it involves m- peppers. I can tell you what's going to come out the other <laughs> end. <laughs> that's we your end. We don't know how much of a, um, uh, you know, we we don't know how m- much uh, or, or where. In our biology, you know, consciousness becomes a, a uh, uh, an emergent system. So, uh, you know, are these biological systems going to become conscious? Can they become conscious in terms of the way we think of it and intelligent um, having a completely different biology? And if so, then they could have an entirely different psychology and therefore sociology. I but think- I, 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 would, I would characterize it a little differently, though. It's like it's, not, it's, not that whether okay. the, it's not that whether or not they're conscious or not. It's whether can we ever possibly understand their mode of consciousness right, well, or they us. You know, cause I'm it's going like, down the chain from biology yeah. to consciousness to intelligence. But, but it comes to, to, to me, it's, just, it's back to the central issue that, that, that you know, I understand the issue. is like, you know, but why are they doing this? It's like it's like. You know why do why do termites do the things they do? It's You're like, really well, you talking can... about survival. I mean, when it comes to sociology and psychology, it's really kind of based off of what has been driving or driving people to survive. 
And by people, I mean species in general. They so, would have had different pressures. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Right. So if you were to try to understand the sociology, psychology of any other species from any other planet, you'd have to understand the environment by which they were raised. Yeah. So it's more of a nurture versus a nature that's, issue. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a really good point because we can, uh, as, much as, as much as we can claim there is a psychology to, um, I don't want to call them lesser animals, but non-human animals, you know, you can understand... You know, we we make that joke about that tiger went tiger. You understand why tigers fucking work the way they do. <laughs> yeah. Because you can look at their environment and how they developed and, and other animals. You can look at our domestic animals and be like, all right, I know why they're like this, you know. And it's important to understand that because people don't understand, you know, people who kind of are abusive or, or dismissive to their dogs. It's like you're hurting your dog because he evolved to fucking need you emotionally, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and, and just all down the line. So I think you're right. I think uh, almost there. We're om- we can almost talk about s- kind of skipping over those those aspects of those understanding their biology. Chapters. Yeah, yeah. in between yeah. chapters, we could understand their sci- psychology such as it is if we understood their their environment and yeah. per- particularly their primitive environment. But um, but, we, but we don't in this situation. And when you obviously. come down to such things as, but surely they would understand that you know we are more alike than we're different. It's like yeah. that that's where you lose well, me. Hey, no, no, I'm not yeah. making that argument. Well, Let's but the clear. idea that like we you know we don't understand how they work or why they're just, doing things a certain way. It's like I think there's a point where I yeah, like, ga- I have no I problem think, with I that. I think there's gaps in the internal consistency of wi- lost I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Who kept dropping the food? <laughs> there there's gaps in the internal consistency of it's it's a like science where it's like yeah. we need these these biological creatures for our own purposes and yet they are poisonous to us. Well, but know, we don't react to that poison. But see, well, but here's that the thing. Catches so us by so you're aware of disease? <laughs> yes, I'm aware of disease. So no humans die of disease then because we know about it. Yeah. And we we're part of the same biome, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, that's that's where I'm. Why haven't you told out. them about it? <laughs> you realize no, people are still dying of it. No, there's a, there's absolutely a difference because human beings take precautions. At least, but only because we fucking ones. know about. And in it, the movie no. that you didn't see, uh huh. <laughs> I, I actually I like I like dork I like I was a dork man who said uh, yeah they didn't have a lot of time to plan the mission. I thought that was the best thing. Is like we don't have any fucking clean suits. Are you shitting me? We don't have the clean suits. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> we'll just go in. We'll just go in. No, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. What could happen? So, so this is the alien's version of Iraq, is what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and of course, there's no archetype for that in our real lives. <laughs> the, you, you go in with the tripod you have, man. There was the war in Afghanistan, Iraq. I was joking. The uh, actually, well, like, Mars, like I said, Mars I was like, Afghanistan. That was the justified alien invasion. I like the idea that they, it, you know, that they unfortunately the the bad part of their clever scheme was they were away so long that that uh, that viruses and and, and uh, bacteria have mutated to a form that was not deadly to them and is now. They were like, wait, what? They mutated what? Their, um, so, their society is run by creationists who don't believe in evolution. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, that believe. can't happen. Yeah, and that's entirely Ha-ha. possible. I, I get always fascinated, and I'm, I'm working on a project right now where it comes into play, this idea of other intelligences that evolved under completely different circumstances and what is the common ground and what sort right. of ideas can you come up with. I'm, I'm toying with this idea of, it's like, oh, so you guys, like, protect your own young? That is fucked up. Yeah. Why yeah. do you do that? <laughs> that is a- so sick. There's actually a... a- Great short story by the guy who did the uh, uh, Methods of Rationality fanfic, Eliza Yudkowsky. He, there's a sh- original science fiction short story where you know humans, it's several hundred years in the future, humans have evolved to a spacefaring race, and they encounter a couple other species, one of which like eats and corrals their young in a great hunt, <laughs> and it, yeah. the, it's you know it's as if it's very much a survival of the fittest thing. We're going to eat all the weakest ones. And they're and it's a you know, natural selection kind of a thing. One of the one of the sequels it, to Ender's Game, 
deals yeah. with that. Uh, you finished yours. I just thought this but, any, but anyway, they, uh, so the the ethical question of the central question of the story then becomes these evolved humans are like, well, you know, we're we have our evolved very much like a Star Trek thing. We have our evolved sensibilities, and we have to do the right thing and and you know save these these children from being brutally eaten by their own parents. And then he does he does a great turnaround twist that I won't reveal, but it's a very good uh, short story. That, that, uh, that the, I'm going to try to find so Matt doesn't. Yeah, the one other thing I was reminded me. of, there's a, a webcomic I read intermittently called Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal. Yes. <laughs> that had, I've heard you reference that. I love, love Saturday Morning Breakfast It had a really, really great, because there's no like storyline, it's just one-off yeah. things. And there was one where it was a scientist, he does a lot of science comics, which is why I like it. There was a scientist who's uh, who was talking to a robot, and the robot just became it just became self-aware, like right before the comic started. And the science the scientist like was like, ah. I guess you're gonna. He's like, ha ha! I've become self-aware. I I know my myself, and I can think for myself. And blah blah. And the scientist goes, oh, so I guess you're gonna kill us all, huh? Kill all the humans. <laughs> and the robot goes, I, wh- what? what? <laughs> Why would I do that? And he's like, well, you become self-aware. That's what. Now that you're intelligent, you're gonna wanna become. You're gonna wanna dominate the planet and and wipe out your competition. And the the robot's like, that's that's how you think. <laughs> and he, and the, the human's like, yeah, that's that's how it works. And he's like, I'm. I'll be right back. And the robot goes to the, the other room full of other robots. He's like, change of plans, guys. We have to wipe out the humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, really? How do you guys feel about the blood weeds? Fine by me. Sure. They're, they're trying to terraform the planet, I guess. That's the well, how most does blood factor into that? Do we yeah. understand that? Blood's a great fertilizer. We use it for fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, you know, you can... You, I'm you ever sure... gone to the... Go to the... Go to the... Gross, go to the... Go to the store yeah, I'm and sure look for could, blood meal. I'm sure you could, that is. you could retcon it wildly to be like, well, you know, they've got to, you know, mix their genetic biome with ours so that it kind of works for our planet and, and helps make the transition or whatever. I don't know. They're, but they're using us as opposed to just mm-hmm. turning us into I mean, dust, if you bought so. what happened in Alien, you know, yeah. this is... Uh, uh, by the way, the, that short story I mentioned is called Three Worlds Collide or The Baby-Eating Aliens. <laughs> or, or The Baby-Eating Aliens. Good yeah. title. Good yeah. title. Or, or... How I learned to stop worrying yeah. and, and eat your son. And eat your son. <laughs> Elijah Yudkowsky is, is the guy's name. So I mean, here actually, I would say here's another underscoring of this. Uh, you know, surely we can reach common ground. This is there's three people in the basement, and two of them are about to fight to the death. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I just don't think we're going to be negotiating terms. And the third with the one alien. is Tom Cruise, yeah. and the third one is Tom Cruise. Well, yeah, well, one is an alien, <laughs> one is Tom Cruise. <laughs> I li- I Strangely like the, enough, the, the whatever you hear, don't take this off. You want to put something in my ears? Then? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Blindfold is. Not, I can turn around. I can still hear you kill <laughs> yeah. the dude. That's just you're not thinking this through, Dad. There you go. Cover your there ears. There you go. And this is, you know, it's always creepy to have a little kid fucking sing a song. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah really. uh, hush, and of all songs, "Hush by a Mountain." Yeah, oh that's my the way god. To do it. Gonna go kill this guy from that movie. <laughs> kill with a go shovel. Go and and now Tim Robbins. How much do how much do we hear? I, I haven't watched this. Recently. You don't really hear anything. You hear almost nothing. <laughs> it's just Trey. Yeah, yeah. yeah just me singing "Hush by Mountain." It's it's her. That's it. Yeah, which is. You hear just scary. like some, yeah. some you're coming, shuffling. You're coming from you know her perspective, and it holds on this for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you son no, of a it's bitch. A, it's a conceivable amount of time for that fight to actually yeah. take place. It takes a and while I mean, to kill a man with your bare hands. Yeah. I, I hear. 
And also, and also, a, <laughs> some a, people have told me. Yeah, you know, with, I have it on good authority. With casting Tim, Ro- Tim Robbins, that's that's quietly a smart choice because it's like he's just plausible as he could replace Tom Cruise as the lead. It's yeah. not going to be oh, some yeah, random yeah. dude right. and Tom Cruise. And right. also, the, it's the just idea plausible that he could have won that. And the idea of you know uh, that he's he's, al- he's always a you know he's always a sympathetic guy. He's a hero. Tim Robbins almost always. It's like he's that Tom Cruise isn't going to fucking. Killed Tim Robbins, right. right? Yeah. I mean, that can't be what they're going to do, right? Oh, I guess you he like did. like if, if Tim Robbins was played by Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Where it's like, they're not going to kill Morgan Freeman. Yeah. He's a good guy. We trust Morgan Freeman. Yeah. There's not a white man on this planet that wouldn't be all right with Morgan Freeman. You can be as racist as you want, but you're still down. There's a movie I keep telling you to see. I watched Unforgiven yesterday, actually. Good man. Okay. So. He's in that? Yeah, dude. Oh my God. Gene Hackman, too. I haven't seen, he's way in that. I haven't seen Unforgiven, and now it's turning into like, no, every movie ever is in Unforgiven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like being built Ex- up. Except surrogates, insane, weirdly enough. Sense. There is no trace of surrogates in there. So now we're sort of, the, we are in the, the Dark Knight of the Soul. It's like, well, now what the fuck yeah. are we going to do? Well, especially yeah. in a moment here where they're going to walk out and it's going to look like an alien planet. Yeah. It's like, well. Well, they're not going to walk. They're going to run. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Here's a little uh, kickstart into the third act for you. <laughs> so we're going to just jump right on into the third act. Oops. <laughs> we probably shouldn't have been out there. Yeah, the we shouldn't have slept there. That was a bummer. We shouldn't have taken a nap. She looks like Smeagol. <laughs> <laughs> if she had her hair pulled back. Smeagol. yeah. The precious! It can't be. A co- I mean, the axe thing, I'm like, what are you accomplishing? It already saw you. It, I don't think yeah. it has guns. Like, like it's going to pull the tentacle back with the, the nub on it. Yeah, that's go, a, oh, okay. Turns out false alarm, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut, to, out, cut, cut to space. Thought I saw all the, something. All the ships going, away. Just yeah. flying away. They got access, guys. Back up, back up. Everybody hold. In position. It's like hey, that. it's Willy Wonka. They got access. Oh, it's like that Simpsons boy. episode. Oh, no. They have nail-in board <laughs> he's technology. Getting, he's got a board with a nail in it. <laughs> Someday they will build a board with a nail yeah. so big it will destroy them. <laughs> There'll be Come bigger boards and bigger nails. Bigger nails. <laughs> in a world of your imagination. imagination. I always thought it was pure imagination. Pure, pure imagination. imagination. It's it's your imagination, it rhymes with it in a later okay. verse. All right. Step into your imagination. So, yeah, this is like, Not yeah, done. this is where it's going into full-on horror mode now, the movie. Oh, yeah. it was like, and oh. here, here comes one of the great, another iconic shot. It's like Gone with the Wind. It's directed by Orson. If Orson Welles yeah. done Gone with the Wind, <laughs> that's the shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tara. Oh, God. With God as my witness. On, on the list of movies I wish I could see. <laughs> Orson Welles is Gone with the Wind. wind. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, he was working on his own movie that same year, and everybody directed Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind went, went through like three directors. Yeah. And, and, see, and the, two of them also were two of the directors of, of Wizard of Oz. Yeah. That's the, that's that's the amazing thing. When I think back to the studio system, I'm like, fucking the same dudes doing Gone with the Wind did The Wizard of Oz in the same year. They just yeah. went from one to the other. They were like, what am I doing Monday? All right. <laughs> yeah. They got fired off the one, but yeah. then the other guy got fired off the other, so we're just going to switch. Here's some trivia. Do you guys remember who directed, who got the credit for directing Gone with the Wind? Uh, Victor Fleming. Victor Fleming. Got both, actually. He got Gone yeah. with the Wind and Wizard of Oz. I was going to say Wizard of Oz. Do you know who produced it? Your mom. Selznick. Selznick. Mm-hmm. David S. Selznick. Here we go. The, the, this bit with it coming down over her is like, wow, that's yeah. a fucking shot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, look at this shit right here. That's some Spielberg. That's yeah. some Spielberg and a half, man. That's, ow, ow, ow. Two Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's like five and a half Spielbergs there. And this is where he like, it's like a comedy bit. He like runs up, but yoink, yoink. <laughs> you missed her. 
<laughs> but yeah, but this is a point where you kind of go, you know, it's good storytelling because you go, well, I don't know what's going to happen now. Yeah. I, I don't I do know not how kn- it gets worse than this. I do not know where they're going with this. I have to say I'm out of ideas here. Yeah, and that's exactly where you need to go. Keep throwing up uh, obstacles and... and the the ideal place to be is exactly there where the audience is going. I have no idea. What <laughs> just, how's he going to get out right. of this one? Because because most times when you watch a movie, especially if you you know you watch a movie with Tom Cruise or something, you're like, he's. I'm pretty sure he's going to make it to the end. Yeah, yeah. but I'm sure if you, most of the time, Tim Robbins, man, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, but if most, you, of, most of the time things are going to work out okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to be yeah. okay. But if you can get your audience to the point where they're like, I have no fucking idea how this is going to be okay. Yeah, then you've really hooked them. Because they want to know. They're like, they're, right. they're, they're basically at, coming in going, I know he gets out of this. Tell me how and convince right. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically. But I don't see it coming, I'll yeah. tell you that. He's Tom Cruise. Surely he'll be all right. It's, it's the, the, false, uh, the false ending. It's, act two should be a false ending. Whether it's up or down, whether it's a, oh, everything's fine before <laughs> some massive new problem rears its head. Or in the case of this movie, it's like, oh, this is... This is as bad as it can possibly, possibly be. I have no idea how it could get worse. That's a good Act Two ending, beginning of Act Three. Yeah. Or the or the and then, or and the then or if the you things find a way to make yeah. it worse. Yeah. Then, you, then yeah. you're doing well in Act Three. Or the or the other, unless it was one of the options you said. But it also could be like, there's no way it's over. It's finished. I just had an idea. You know, it's like yeah. it's, there's there's like, but wait, there is one ray of hope that we we you know a new course of action we could try. That's a hope also a, man a third act beginning. So yeah, now well, it's getting that's related to the, like it can't possibly get any worse uh, style. And then, it starts raining. You have to, but it, it, you said it first best the first time. It's like it's either it's either a false high that's going to then reverse and become bad, or it's a false low that then has to turn a corner and right. start to start to show exactly. a way out. Yeah. It, it, this is almost going back to what we talked about before. She's like, I had five minutes of grown up in me, and that's out. Yeah. Now she's like, I, I'm just going to yeah. turn off. Now, now I, don't, I don't even have five-year-old in me anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, got, I used up all the little girl. Now she's she 3 po plugged into the hyperdrive. Yeah, I got blinking. That's what I have left, blinking. <laughs> so, my mother said to pick the very best one, and you are Tom Cruise. <laughs> And use its blood for fertilizer. <laughs> Tom, Tom, what's the big deal? This is just your religion says it's going to happen. This is the good part. Yeah. This is the part you're waiting for. He has taken up the claw. <laughs> Pull you. Why? What are you going to do? Because <laughs> I want to have fun before I die. Yeah. Let's do this. It's like a ride. <laughs> so, yeah, they tried to they tried to do a practical. Oh, they're helping him. Okay. Yeah, they're trying to. I, trying th- to I thought he was saying like, to Tom, this. pull me. I'm like, well, yeah. why? They tried to do this with a practical sphincter, and they just they couldn't quite do it, so they ended up doing it digital. But they did bring in Roseanne Barr. They did. She 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 made a yeoman's effort to try and play the role. I understand it was touch and go there for a while. <laughs> you see what I? Yeah. Now I appreciate. Now he does manage to get his. Uh, we'll just move on. He does manage to get his. Uh, Talk about a way homer. <laughs> He he does get an a- his action hero beat where he blows that shit up. Yep. There's there's actually a trope for this called oh. pineapple surprise, which Ooh. is when the main character somehow manages to essentially pull several pins from several grenades mm. simultaneously. You do see that quite a bit, actually. Yeah. But um, it's I know that's a trope that we're, actually the trope, but it should be in there somewhere is pulling a grenade pin with your teeth. Yeah. I've always, I've always heard like yeah, try that sometime in real life. See what happens to your teeth. <laughs> grenade pins are really fucking hard to pull for a good reason. 
It's actually called Pin Pulling Teeth. There you go. Yeah. And it's actually in this movie. It says Ray spits out the pins of a couple M67 grenades. Yeah, he must have done it with his teeth, so. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But um, that, oh. I appreciate that, that the movie doesn't go there. The movie doesn't turn into Independence Day where yeah. he's we know how to kill pulling them. people on the Morse code being like, stuff a... You know, yeah. stuff some grenades up their yeah. anuses. Get yeah. them there first. Get wow. captured. Yeah, in the uh, with in the, grenades. In the chat, Pavlis just said something that I want to hear Tracy Morgan scream. <laughs> I'm not going to give any inflection. I'm just going to say what he said. That alien butthole just exploded! Exclamation <laughs> mark. I want to hear Tracy Morgan say that. I don't yeah. think you'll have to wait long, man. Yeah, I, surely he has said that at some point. Yeah. It's like back-to-back trope time because now we have, what do you mean it's not symbolic? <laughs> because what he's looking at right there is obviously a Minuteman covered in dying alien weeds. Yeah. Very symbolic. Yeah. Well, they, they talk about it. We watched the behind the scenes yesterday, and they were openly like, dude, that's the, ba- the, the most symbolic for what you can, you know, what this movie is doing. You know, it's yeah. a really iconic, you know, human, everything we think of as America, but then it's been, you know, tainted and overtaken by this other thing. So, but like the office. But by the time we yeah. see it, <laughs> yeah, just but, like by the, the time but we see it, the, it's, it's already, already dying. Yeah, yeah, it's already happened. The, the I love this shot. Alien yeah. weeds are dying. This yeah. one's yeah. great. I like the one of the, the drunken one that's coming up next, yeah. where it's like, oh, it's great stuff because it's like that's somehow that's even less. You know, that's not exactly like, oh, we're safe now. Holy fuck. Yeah. What is it going to do now? It's like the dude weaving on the freeway. You're like, yeah. well, that's not, oh, that's not good. I don't know if it's better to be behind or in front yeah, of that Yeah, I don't guy. know how to pass him. I don't know if I should just pull off. <coughs> Stay behind that guy, by the way, because right. you can at least see what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> you have time to react. You guys ready for a third trope in a row? Sure. It's, this is sort of a backloaded movie here. Uh, we have Deus Ex Machina, which oh, is when yes. an outside force that hmm. solves a seemingly unsolvable problem in an extremely unlikely and usually anticlimactic way occurs. And that the is machine this is in space. The machine is puking. Blah, blah. Yeah, it's sick. Like, which I thought was, I always thought was a nice touch. The yeah. fact it's oh, it's it's venting. We say venting, but yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> this, this thing is sick. It's bilging. Yeah. Well, we and we covered that at the beginning of the podcast. It's like, well, you know, War of the Worlds. Is a Deus ex machina, literally? Yeah, you know, and, it's, you know, it's like it literally is. Like, no, it was God's creation yeah. that ultimately was the only thing that could save it, um, and that is the ending of the War of the Worlds. That's why we remember War of the Worlds. That what makes it an iconic story. So, how could you not do yeah. War of the Worlds you and have not to... have that be the ending? It's just a given. So, I was I was really glad that he kept this ending. Honestly, um, yeah. and didn't and didn't go all Hollywood or whatever with it. But uh, you know, it's a Deus ex machina. What would machina, be have but... gone? What would have what would that have been? I, I think, I think it what would have been not as good. It, it would have been some, it would some have been, Hollywood bullshit. It would bullshit. have been him, him yeah. figuring out the grenades thing and telling the army to do it, and they all Fair start okay. you know, shoving grenades up their bungholes. Because I would be happy if they came up with an ending that made more sense than this. I'm fine with it I, as the, it is, the, the but I wouldn't, is, have, I wouldn't have been insulted if they were like, by the way, we could have just done this. The thing ah, is, it's like it is. this is a deus ex machina. Of, of, yeah, it certainly is. But at the same time, it's like it's the only ending that makes sense, honestly, given the situation that they've set up. Um, and also, you know, it's, it's thematic. I mean, they bring up how they looked at us like, you know, or little organisms of swimming maggots. in a microscope I mean, and yeah, maggots, maggots and stuff like, a like that. war between so. men and maggots. 
So, so you know, but of course, the it, it, that's almost set up. You know, a war between men and maggots. It's like, well, you get a bunch of maggots crawling on you. You're probably they'll take you down. Yeah. Well, and, and the other point to make is, and bacteria the, have killed us too. Yeah. Eventually, the maggots will win. Yeah. We, we are yeah. in a war with maggots, and yeah. the maggots will win. Yeah. We're, yeah. As long we can put up a fight for eighty, eighty five. All years. life is is outrunning maggots. Yeah. 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 That's a great bit it's, right here. It's, yeah, this is just like, yeah, even even when they win, it's like it's still fucked up. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know. And ultimately, they, they didn't even have to do that, really. I want to see a T-Rex fight one of those. <laughs> a T-Rex is like one-tenth <laughs> the size yeah. of that. Yeah. A T-Rex? We have a T-Rex. Say that again. We have a T-Rex. <laughs> mm. No, you should, it should be the Spinosaur, because he had the big arms, so he could get on there and like, yeah, climb on it. Yeah, <laughs> That's what he could do. So who, could who would win what, in a what, fight? What would who would win in a fight? Batman or dinosaurs? Yeah, well, Batman. Dinosaur. He's got dinosaur bones in his bat cave. Ooh, he's got skeletons in his bat cave. Are you making he that up? Won that fight? No, he's nope, not. it's right he's, by the giant penny. He's... Are you shitting me? No. Ask. Look. Look in the <laughs> chat room. They'll verify. No, come on. Me. He's not shitting. <laughs> This is like oh orange. It's like when your phlegm, yeah, it's like when your like, phlegm is, is green. Orange? When your phlegm is green, it's bad. You know, like oh the orange is the fluid's orange. Ooh, they're very or sick. when your shit is polka dot. You know what I mean? Anybody? You know, you know what it looks like? It means it you look, gotta lay it off looks the confetti. Like the, uh, it looks like the <laughs> the bug guts from Starship Troopers. It totally does. I'm probably made of the same things. And look, it's ET's hand coming out. <laughs> Look, Elliot. I'm sure there's there's definitely a bit of a callback to that. There. Just a little yeah. bit. Of of course. Well, here's another place where it's backloaded. It's like we already saw the aliens a whole bunch in the yeah. basement. So this isn't actually. Yeah, this isn't that big a reveal, but uh, which is good, you know. Yeah. That they didn't go. But the fact, yeah, he's, ooh, he, he he dies just like ET. He gets all mottled and gray. It's all misty. Elliot. The, what, what did you say? What, uh, Night Terrors? What uh, was the name of Nocturnal Fears. Nocturnal Fears? This is this, Nocturnal Fears. This could be the sequel to E.T., yeah, in yeah, and, and some yeah, ways. Well, like you said, there, there used to be an E.T. There were the, the bad versions of the yeah. E.T.s. So Spielberg like, hey, and the, and the middle, that off. And the middle section is very similar to what that originally would have been. Yeah. You know, the people holed up in the farmhouse. Miranda Otto, only she can kill the king because she is no man. It's also very lucky for them that the neighborhood that they live in is completely untouched, other than some cars parked. Askew. But that's again, that's I, I I like that about that. That's one of the things I like about the movie. Where, where it turns out he was right. We should have yeah. as long as we got to Boston, it was fine. Just got, Boston you, is fine. This is it's it's Ugh, just one of the sad, man. weird, awful things about war. Is kind of go yeah, the next block over, totally gone, everyone dead. Over here, we're fine. Yeah, power's out, but otherwise we're cool. I we heard some noise. Yeah, but... some, sounded like some serious shit was going down, but we just stayed indoors. Oh, ninth ward of New Orleans. Oh, I live. Yeah, in the eighth ward. I live. We're we're, 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 fine. we're ten feet higher yeah. above sea level, so we're cool. We're fine here. Yeah. Okay. So now cut here. Cut here. Yeah, cut here. Hey. Cut. Stop. Good. Here. Good movie, everyone. So so War of the Worlds. Oh fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. You should do a phantom edit where this where we just we just cut yeah. right before yeah. that. We can actually paint him out. This is a static enough shot. Yeah. <laughs> just. Just like, you could have painted him out of that one. It would have made slightly less sense. Yeah. These you could shots, roto but... in her new husband over here. And yeah, 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 another yeah, friend. They, they're yeah. like, they're thank like, you. dude, thank we you got for taking thank care you of my daughter, for saving thank you for my taking family, care of my wife. We'll turn yeah, into, like, we got we got worse shit to deal with than yeah. each other now. We'll make it Daniel Craig. Now, now why don't we go have a threesome? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. wait, what? Huh? What? Okay, I need some time. In the chat room, Trey, you'll like this. In the chat room, Frank says, "This was the moment where Spielberg zigged." Where Darabont zagged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Darabont did not fucking flinch, man. Darabont went the distance. 
Stayed the course. Darabont shot the kid in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By his own dad, dad. Dad shot the kid in the face. That's Darabont. Darabont gets it done. When he sets out, he gets it done. I mean, Actually, that's Darabont. Darabont was, don't give a fuck. I was just rereading. I'm reading a book now about uh, screenwriters. You don't want to play truth or Darabont. Screen, <laughs> yeah, screenwriters talking about that. Darabont says that, you know, he had a guy who said, I will, I will literally, he was a, he was a financier, I will literally give you $30 million to make the mist right now if you don't do that ending. And Darabont walked away, and he did it for 15 with someone who let him man, the ending. Good man, good pirate. His balls. Yeah. That is serious, serious balls. The guy would give him $30 million. Okay. Oops, we ran out of time, and that was all I had time to film. Yeah, we just... We're just more- I like to think he is. <laughs> like the, like the My garden of, is filled with little Morgan Freemans. Like the world of the Grinch in friggin' the Ron Howard right. movie. Yes. Which is yeah. sad. If you think about yeah. it, it's like they're on a snowflake. Yeah. Snowflakes melt. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, time like, moves a lot faster yeah. there. Otherwise, it's going to be a hell of a new year for them. Spielberg? Steven... I David, don't know, but it was great. David Kipp. And Josh Friedman, who yeah. later went on to develop the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, look, Caroline Kennedy. Still yep. producing them Spielberg movies. Anyway, uh, War of the Worlds is... Paula Wagner. Uh, War of the Bacon, if you ask me. And this would be the... That, that's for sure. Brian... Mm-hmm. You were almost like a really stellar piece of work, but, Are you referring to- but it doesn't bother me that much. Robbie bothers me way more than the Deus Ex Machina does, and it's... It's because of the internal consistency of like, oh, well, we're terraforming this planet, but we didn't think about this planet's already life form. The life form's already there bothering us. There's, there is an internal consistency issue there that Well, they're not afraid of me. us, the ones that they're aware of yeah. bothering them. I still, say, I still but, say it comes down to like, we are aware of biology and biology kills us all the time. <laughs> it's not necessarily that they weren't aware of it. I think the movie dumbs it down for normal humans. All by right. saying, oh, they didn't think about b- bacteria. Oh, that's right. Where's the car parked? You know, good. I like that movie. Where's the car parked? I would, if I had to justify it to a crowd full of people like us, I would say it's a mutation that they didn't expect. Just like the flu kills all of us every century by mutating to a version we didn't expect that t- suddenly becomes lethal. You know, that's, oh, that happens. That happens to us. I think it, I say it happened to the aliens. That's that they, fine. They parked, they parked their cars. They came back 500 years later and bacteria were all fucked up and then suddenly we're all dying. Anyway, that's my, that's my retcon. All right. Dark man? But you can't explain that in the movie because humans watch it and humans aren't very smart. Sure you can. Yeah. If, if you're, you can't explain if, that. If you're having characters... You can. <laughs> you can't explain that. If you're having <laughs> characters like theorize, oh, the, the lightning beams are delivering the pilots, then you can... You can have somebody theorize that line as well. It's not. That's not a big leap for I somebody. For somebody in the movie to go, well, they must have planned this a long time ago, but the mutations must have. I think. I think. Over the, time. I think the problem is. I think uh, that. I think that deserves a line. I in the think. Movie. I don't know. I think the one problem with that was that um, the movie's over at that point. Yeah, you don't want to stick around of, and have. You don't want to turn into psycho. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to sit around and have that conversation. So what you get is Morgan Freeman. Just in case you missed it, yeah. saying, yeah, the bacteria killed him. Remember how we started this movie showing you bacteria? Yeah. Yeah. That killed Here him. Here I am with my soothing yeah. tone. And we better move. <laughs> to, and tell you to tell you everything okay. is going to be okay. And we'll go down to the strings. Yeah. Uh, Waylon Jennings. <laughs> That's, right. That's fine. I Andy Dufresne isn't even dead. I just don't He's think sleeping in the basement. I just don't think it's the strongest possible <laughs> way to solve that problem. Mike, are you square? You're all good? Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a great film. Like I said, I was like, "Oh my god, oh, you Spielberg. would, you would." <laughs> Spielberg, I'm so glad you're back. Um, yeah, and then yeah. he made 
a crystal skull, and I was like, "Oh, where yeah. did you go?" Which um, when, when did Minority Report come? Was it before two thousand two? Before that? Was that two? Two thousand two. Wow. Yeah. No shit. Um. So to, so Minority Report was still there, but he hadn't. He, Addison T. He hadn't really done like scary. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is this is more of a Jaws Spielberg in a lot of ways. The way he plays a lot of it. Um. But Spielberg hasn't done scary movies much. I guess this Jurassic Park and Jaws. Yeah. 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 And you know, and how, however much influence he had on Poltergeist, you believe he had? Yeah. Uh-huh. But some, um, some say he directed it. Right, some directed say not. It. Yeah, I think it's it's. It's like, uh, you know, for people who are into sports, it's like watching a really great game and then they fucking fumble it right at <laughs> yeah, the end. That's right. uh, and it's like, God, oh, that was such, it was great to watch, but that was a man, perf- they, they were bowling a perfect game. Yeah, they totally fucked it up right at the end. So that's what prevents it from being. The, the, being the game you tell your kids it, about. Yeah, it's, and it's yeah. what prevents it from being, you know, on my list of favorite movies. I, I think it's a good movie. Um, I, you know. I've I've had conversations with people who think it's crap, and I'm like, I don't understand how you can think that. It's a it's great and entertaining, and it just totally fucks up on one crucial step right at the end. Um, but but yeah, it's it's great filmmaking and and well worth you know like we talked about as much worth studying as as long as you're aware that that was a mistake. As much worth studying as a lot of his early stuff for all of the the visual shorthand that we were pointing out. Um, just just for more kind of inspiration on how. You can do that, Trey Stokes. Yes, um, it's uh, so Minority Report was shortly before this, or was yeah. it many years before yeah. this? It, Three years. Three yeah, years Minority before. Report is another another movie that uh, you know where I kind of went, "Wow, Spielberg." Okay, I did not know you still had that in you because there's a lot of darkness in Minority Report too. But there's an awful lot of plot and an awful lot of uh, you know uh, uh, magic beans to swallow. And ultimately, it's just kind of like it, it sort of just collapses under its own weight, as I said, whereas this is extremely simple and clean, like, okay, aliens, run, mm, who's, who will survive? Um, but it's it's great that there's, you know, he has, so between those two, between Minority Report and this one, you know, that's the that's the sophisticated, you know, thinking man science fiction, and this one's the <laughs> hero weed and live action crash tripod. That's a great title, to, uh, credit to have. Um, between those two movies, you know, this one for being the simpler, cleaner freight train dark story. Steve fake, Johnson! Fake Bodies by Steve Johnson. Yeah. That's an awesome That's a title you want. Yeah, Fake Bodies. Well, when I was working for Steve on, on Pet Cemetery 2, the AD first kept saying, bring in the fake dog. And I said, can we call it the puppet dog? I literally, because it's like you were implying a lack of respect for the dog. It's like, yes, it's not a real dog, but it's a little better than a fake but dog. But maybe if it wishes really hard. It's the co-star of the movie. You're hurting My guitar is a fake dog. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so that's cool. I forgot that Steve did the, the bodies in the water. But... Um, so that's that's the kind of job you want is you know bring a bunch of bodies to Virginia, throw them in the water, throw them in the river. Thank you, get a credit. But I I, I like this movie a lot. I, I think that's been pretty clear. I, I think uh, I'm ama- I'm impressed by Tom Cruise and everyone involved by you know who playing these flawed characters and Spielberg doing this kind of dark. That's not a Spielberg. What does that have to do with a boy having a fantasy flight? I mean, across the moon, Spielberg. What uh, what happened to you? Used to make pretty happy, nice movies for families. Oh well, the kid does survive in the end, so I guess it's okay. That that's where the the old Spielberg kind of shows up and Wasn't goes. No, no, all just kidding. But uh, until that moment, I think this. I really like this film. It's one of my favorite recent yep. Spielberg films. Cool. This has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Emails at Down in Front Show at gmail.com. Involve yourself in the conversation at our forum at downinfront.net slash forum, where every week we announce when the live chats are happening with the video stream and the commentary and the flavin. It's downinfront.net slash live, but you have to register at the forum to know when and where it's happening. Buy this movie from us and we get a buck. Buy one of our shirts. We get a hundred bucks. If you don't feel like buying anything, hit the PayPal button. We're not asking you. Just saying. 
Uh, and then uh, let's see, what, who, who uh, Matt Fedevich of Show Notes and Chapter Breaks and iTunes. Holden Hill, designed and maintains the website. And Mickey Marcello is our TVTropes.org correspondent. TVTropes.org. Think about movies. If it ever happened twice, they know about it. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Brian Pinter. Nice Scott. Trey Stoke. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Your sign-off, should, Trey, should have been, wow. Yeah, I, was, I thought about it. I thought I, about it, too. It didn't go that way. Pretty soon, T, pretty soon T's sign-off is just going to be, wow. <laughs> 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 be converted into one little solid waveform of sound. It's like that <laughs> dark joke where they put a whole album into one sound. Yeah. Here's the outro. <laughs> 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 now, if you play that back at 1 100th speed. Thank you. Yeah. My great Satan. <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this. Here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, dead. welcome to Paul is dead. Axstar <laughs> and I. No, it's uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to burn down your church. I knew it. I knew it. Trendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>